It's Megan Mulford. The following is another ESPN Sports presentation. ESPN Tri-Cities presents high school baseball. Swung on and missed! And Carney is headed to state. Can you believe it? The Bearcats, the first year ever, are headed to the state tournament with a nine-inning win at the number one team in the state, Millard West. Today, the Carney Bearcats continue their 2019 state baseball tournament run. High School Baseball on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. One ball and two strikes, the pitch. Curve ball right back up the middle. Pitcher Carpenter has it, throws home to Miller for one, down to first, got him! Double play and it stays one and nothing. The one, two, three, double play to end the first inning, and the first inning is in the book for Carney State Baseball. Carney fell to top-seeded Elkhorn South in the opening round and are now in a winner-go-home mode against Grand Island. It's Bearcat State Baseball action coming up next, but first, it's time for the pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio Sports Director Doug Duda live from Sherman field in Lincoln right after this word. To be a Platte River Prep school sponsor, like Carney Catholic, Awari Dunes, and Copycat Printing. Email digital at platteriverradio.com and find out how you can support your team on platteriverpreps.com. Five stations. Boom 30 KHS. KSS. Hastings. KXPN Carney. The Breeze 94.5. Classic Hits. Power 99. One team. Platte River Preps. Platte River Preps. Platteriverpreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports. Your music. And good afternoon, everyone, from Sherman Field in Lincoln. ESPN Radio brings you continuing coverage of the Class A State High School Baseball Tournament. As we are in the consolation round, it's elimination day for Kearney and Grand Island. Pushback basically a day and a half because of the rain that came in late Saturday. We were talking about that if you were with us in Kearney's 4-3 loss to Elkhorn South. They got the game in, and uh, barely warm-ups had even begun for Prep and Millard West, and they decided, you know what, we're just going to go ahead and uh, take precaution here and see if we can get it in, which they could not, and so they played yesterday. It was the only Class A game yesterday. Now everything pushed back a day, so it's fair up and down the lineup for all the teams involved. Everybody playing today, we're here at Sherman Field for the consolation games, and then the uh, winner's bracket games are going on at Haymarket Park. Same story going on in uh, Papillion at Warner Park, Fricky Field. There are the winner's brackets going on at uh, Haymar- or at uh, Warner, and then you have consolations uh, going on uh, today as well. And Hastings will be playing Bennington as they were able to get all their games in on Saturday, so they stayed on schedule. Hastings a 5-2 win over a number one Waverly yesterday, and so uh, they are playing Bennington in the winner's bracket final tonight at 7 o'clock on 12.30 a.m. KHAS. And, of course, you can always hear our games online at platriverpreps.com. platriverpreps.com. Also in Class B, Norris and Mount Michael will have their uh, elimination game getting underway at 4 o'clock. The winner's bracket game in Class A. Elkhorn South and Millard South are playing over at Haymarket Park. And then Millard West will play Bergen. The loser of the Millard West-Bergen game plays the winner of this game right back here at Sherman Field tomorrow afternoon, also at 4 o'clock. Had a chance to catch up with the head coach of uh, the Carney Bearcats, Brad Archer. We'll hear from him in just a little bit. This is the fourth meeting of the year between these teams and Carney has won all three they won the first two games by one run and then the final game of the 
uh, matchup towards the end of the season at Grand Island by a score of 5-2. to two. The first game, Brant Grosskreis pitched against Cole Evans. Of course, Cole is out uh, after being injured in the district final. Uh, he has busted up his uh, fingers and uh, saw the cast on his hand here earlier this afternoon. He is done, already has had surgery, so he is out for uh, not only this, but significant time this summer as well. Uh, Javier Cruz will get the start. He has not pitched against Carney this year. Mason Casper has pitched against Grand Island. That was in the last outing. Carney was actually up in that 5 nothing before they got into the seventh inning, and Grand Island was able to scratch a couple of runs across. The middle game was in the Heartland Athletic Conference Tournament, and that was where we had the bad weather, and they pushed it back, and they ended up playing for fifth place, and uh, Grand Island and Kearney went to 11 innings before Braden Miller hit a home run to win it by a score of 12-11. Kearney was up by seven in that game before Grand Island came back and forced the extra innings. Grand Island 19-10. and They're actually ranked fifth ahead of Kearney, who is seventh, at 17 and 9, according to the Omaha World Herald. We'll take a break and hear from the head coach of the Bearcats, Brad Archer, right after this. It's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at mweletecontracting.com. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery. We'll help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Back to the pregame show here on ESPN Radio as Carney and Grand Island meeting for the fourth time this year. So obviously very familiar with each other, but a lot more on the line today. You get to continue to play at the state tournament if you win today and still have a chance at a state title. Both teams coming off one-run losses on Saturday. Head coach Brad Archer joins us. And coach, uh, I guess let's start there. Uh, your thoughts now that you've had a little time to think about how the game went with Elkhorn South. Well, I thought uh, both teams played well. Uh, obviously, in the game of baseball, uh, it starts on the mound, and, and uh, you know their pitcher threw extremely well. He was everything as advertised, and I thought Noah Carpenter. Uh, once uh, Noah got through the uh, first inning there with the big uh, one-two-three double play, he settled down and threw uh, an excellent game for us, and obviously gave us a chance to win. Something that we can ask right now with this delay, there's always about who can pitch when, and you have to win today, obviously. But if you can continue to go, how will this delay not playing till today affect uh, your pitching staff and really everybody else's? Well, as we said before the tournament started, this is a basically a five-day tournament played over six days, unlike the Legion where you play five in a row. So depending on... Uh, you know, the pitch count that uh, people use for their uh, specific pitchers and whatnot, you're going to be able to, uh, you know, bring your starters back at least one day, if if not the day before the end of the tournament, at least the last day of the tournament. And that's kind of where we're sitting. And, and now that you throw in the rain day, you know, we're actually in a situation where we're going to throw Mason Casper today. 
And then uh, if we were fortunate enough to win today, to be quite honest with you, we're going to have to make a decision whether we want to bring Noah Carpenter back uh, tomorrow. So uh, Noah stayed under 90 pitches on uh, Saturday. And so if you stay under 90 pitches, you only need three days rest. And so uh, today would be actually be his third day. So we'll just see how things uh, play out, you know, uh, paying attention to what the other teams did and whatnot. Uh, they're all going to be able to bring their pitchers back as long as they stay in the tournament. Talking with Carney baseball coach Brad Archer as they get ready to play Grand Island. We've kind of spotlighted a kid here and there throughout the year. Uh, I want to ask you about Trey Rodriguez. He was a huge part of why your team was in the game on Saturday. Well, he was. And, you know, Trey's an individual that uh, we actually started him at the beginning of the year in the leadoff spot. And then uh, we had uh, Lane Shires hitting in the two spot. And we kind of made a change there and moved Lane up to one and dropped uh, Trey down to the nine spot. But, uh, a lot of times in baseball, that nine-hole hitter is just like another uh, leadoff hitter, and, and that's the way we've been using him. But uh, Trey's been a stabilizer for us out in center field all year and, and done an excellent job in the nine spot. And he was able to uh, you know, get an infield single early in the game, and then he put down the bunt where we were trying to move the runners up to second, third. And Elkhorn South misplayed that. And that kind of led to our three runs that inning. So it got us back in the game, gave us an opportunity to win. Coach Brad Archer with us here. Brad, as you are at this point of the season, are you very comfortable over all the years? Once you get to postseason, the lineup is what it is. Or do you once in a while think about tinkering with it? Well, you're always looking at uh, what you can do. And you're always trying to maybe play a hot hand and, and those type of things. Uh, you know, as far as uh, our lineups right now, it, it's pretty well set. We, you know, we still got a question or two, and and trying to look at uh, maybe someone that uh, we think might match up a little bit better against uh, certain pitchers and those type of things. And that could be a righty lefty situation, or it could be a a pitcher that throws more off speed versus uh, you know more uh, velocity, those type of things. So we're always looking at those things, and and we'll try to make the adjustments as we go. Well, you obviously are extremely familiar with Grand Island. Uh, they lost maybe the best player uh, in the tournament. Uh, obviously, their best player in Cole Evans is, is out after the injury. Uh, tell us a little bit after playing them three times what you're going to be looking for today. Well, first of all, as you said, Cole is a, is a great player and, and probably in the top uh, two or three in the state of Nebraska. <clears throat> you know, it hurts them, obviously, with taking away. I think he was hitting like 556 or something like that. But uh, which is unfortunate for them, and it's and it's it's not a good situation for us as far as just you'd like to uh, play against the best kids. But uh, as you said, it is what it is. Uh, Grand Island uh, still has a lot of uh, very good athletes, and I think they proved that on Saturday. Where uh, you know, to be quite honest with you, if they could have just got three more outs on Saturday, they they would have won that game and upset uh, Millard South. But uh, but no, they've got uh, plenty of good kids there, and and uh, we're expecting to see Javier Cruz on the mound. I don't know if that's who they're going to throw, but that would be our guess. Uh, you know, losing Cole Evans, that also uh, puts them in a situation with the uh, Sanders kid if they threw him. I don't know who their third shortstop would be. So they they have some decisions to make. But uh, whoever they put out on the mound, we just need to make sure we do a good job, especially battle with uh, two strikes and put the ball in play and, and uh, hopefully get the uh, key two out hits. 
And finally, Coach, I know that in the big grand scheme of things, this is a very minute thing probably to you, but I know the fans are talking about it. And it has to be a little disappointing that the kids didn't get the opportunity to play at Haymarket Park today. Now, if they win a couple more, they do get back to Haymarket Park, but uh, probably a little bummer. Uh, that's something that I'm sure everybody was looking for going down to the state tournament. Yeah, no question about that. That is something that the kids were were talking about, you know, before the tournament started. But uh, unfortunately, uh, the NSA has to work around, I'm sure, the University of Nebraska's baseball team and then also the Salt Dogs and those type of things. So they've got decisions that they have to make. But, yeah, our, our kids were really looking forward, and myself as well, really looking forward to having the opportunity to play at Haymarket Park. And that opportunity uh, is still there. We, we just got to make sure that uh, we take care of business on uh, today and, and tomorrow. All right, Brad, uh, let's make it a long stay in Lincoln since we're here. Uh, best of luck today. All right. Thanks, Doug. That's Brad Archer, head baseball coach of the Kearney Bearcats. We'll give you the starting lineups for Kearney and Grand Island in this state tournament elimination game right after this on ESPN. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HDTVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. And welcome back to our ESPN pregame here from Sherman Field. It's as nice a day as you could possibly ask for with the temperature right now uh, here setting at 83 degrees. Hardly a breath of wind, less than five mile an hour out of the north. As uh, we were joking, this will probably be one of those days somebody loses a ball in the sun. They haven't <laughs> haven't had many days like this all season long. Well, let's take a look at the starting lineup for today's baseball game. A coin flip before the game determined who the home team was. It will be Carney. So here is the Grand Island batting lineup. Batting first, playing right field is number one Brock Douglas. He is one of the leading hitters on this team at 329. Batting second at first base is number 14 D.J. Pfeiffer. Batting third is the designated hitter, number six, Caleb Kostler. The cleanup hitter is also the pitcher today, number 20, Javier Cruz. He and Douglas both entered the state tournament with a 329 batting average, which is now tops on the team because of the Cole Evans injury. Batting fifth and doing the catching is number 19, Riley Krolikowski. Playing left field and batting sixth is number four, Blake Lighting. Batting seventh and playing center field is number 17, Kean Wentling. Batting eighth at second base is number two, Jay Gustafson. And batting ninth at shortstop, number 10, Rand Sanders. And, of course, that's where Evans would be playing if he wasn't pitching, but we've seen Sanders play that position very well. And in the field but not hitting will be the third baseman, number eight, Trevor Johnson. The head coach of the Grand Island Islanders, of course, is Joe Wells. He is assisted by Kirby Wells, Thomas Cook, George Ayub, along with a variety of other assistants, and Grand Island comes in with a record of 20-9. and nine. They won their district 
going to Omaha, beating Bellevue West 6-2, and then taking care late of Omaha Creighton Prep, who was the host, by a score of 6-4. They come into the tournament as the number five seed, falling in the bottom of the seventh Saturday to Millard South, 2-1, where all the runs were scored in the seventh inning. Grand Island now 19-10 on the season. For Kearney, they will start off again with Lane Shires. He is playing third base today because Casper is doing the pitching, so Shires wears number 12, and he'll be playing third base. Batting second in right field is number 21, Corbin Foster. Doing the catching and batting third is number 10, Braden Miller. Miller is the leading hitter on the starting lineup today, setting at 345. Cleanup hitter for Carney is also the starting pitcher, number four, Mason Casper. Casper comes in with a 4-2 and two record, a 2.44 ERA. He's also hitting 333 coming in to the state tournament. Number 36, Corbin Rich is the designated hitter. He will bat fifth. Batting sixth is the shortstop, number 41, Seth Stroh. Batting seventh at first base is number 35, Jackson Worley. At second base, batting eighth, number 24, Brent Grosskreitz. And batting ninth in center field, number three, Trey Rodriguez. You heard us talking about Trey with Coach Archer, and he's had some good games here in the postseason despite batting in that number nine spot. And playing left field today is number 25, Gabe Hines, and that means you will probably see Sam Engberg coming in and courtesy running. He was the starting left fielder on Saturday. The head coach of the Kearney Bearcats is Brad Archer, assisted by Matt Connett, Chris Pocock, and Brian Graham. Kearney defeated Millard North 6-5 and number one Millard West 4-2 in nine innings in the district final and then fell to the new number one team, Elkhorn South, 4-3 in the first round of the state tournament. They were down 3-0, scored three runs in the fifth, only to see South get a two-out walk and push that run across in the bottom of the sixth for a 4-3 victory. Those are the starting lineups here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation, KXPN Kearney, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. We're back with more in a moment. Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Ooh, this landscaping is awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Glad to have you along with us here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. A reminder that this week we will also be in Omaha for the State High School Track and Field Championships. Classes A and C, which will involve Carney High, Grand Island Senior High, Carney Catholic, who is co-opt here with Carney in the baseball season. All will have the early session at 9 a.m. And then classes B and D will be in field events at 3 o'clock on Friday with a whole day getting underway early Saturday morning. 
So we are about ready to bring you high school baseball again. The winner here plays tomorrow at 4 o'clock. And if that's Carney High, we'll be right back here at Sherman Field and have it for you here on ESPN Radio. We thank you so much for choosing ESPN as your home for high school sports and all Carney and Carney Catholic athletics. Brought to you by Buffalo Roofing, reliable roofing for Carney and Central Nebraska, and Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. We will put the players out on the field and get this elimination game in the Class A State Tournament going right after this. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Probably supporting Carney High School Baseball. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTech Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTech is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTech team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTech is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTech at SeaTechRestoration.com. With our producer-engineer, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda. It's so warm the flies have come to visit us here at Sherman Field. They want to watch what could be a great baseball game. Again, the fourth meeting of the year between Kearney and Grand Island. The first year of Kearney High Baseball, Grand Island, of course, has been able to do this for a number of years. We had Shea Shanneman on the show, the Doug and Daddy show, earlier today, and he is in attendance here, the former Islander, uh, hoping to see his team avenge all of their losses that Kearney High has handed them so far this year. For uh, Carney High, they want to go out and get the job done here the uh, fourth time around. Well, the manager, Joe Wells, is out with his lineup card. Carney must be looking for theirs because uh, Brad Archer is hustling out there. He had to go find it. Uh, you don't usually see that. Arch is always the first one out there. So Arch trots out there with the lineup card. Of course, in the summer, these guys have seen each other so many times, whether it's the junior or the senior ranks. They don't play in the same area, so they've never really had a winner-take-all type of atmosphere. Their state tournament meetings have been so few and far between as well. But this will be to see... Who wins and who is done for the season? Carney 17 and 9, 19 and 10 on the season for Grand Island. Coming into the state tournament, Carney had won seven of their last eight, so seven out of the last nine right now. And for Grand Island, they had won four in a row after losing three in a row to Hastings, Carney, and splitting a doubleheader with Columbus. So uh, they had a stretch mid portion of the season right after the Heartland Athletic Conference tournament where Joe Wells' crew won six consecutive games. And something else to kind of be aware of here today, uh, if this does not go Grand Island's way, then it'll be the final game for Joe Wells. He is stepping down as the head coach of Grand Island Baseball. Of course, Rick Kissick did it for a number of years when uh, Grand Island Baseball uh, got their program started and uh, had a long, long tenure there. So the uh, coaches shake hands, and now the players getting ready to take the field and do their final warm-ups. Our high school baseball brought to you by the Bike Shed. Head to the shed and Duncan Tice Construction building with confidence. So out on the field defensively for Carney High, it'll be Gabe Hines. Trey Rodriguez is in center. Corbin Foster is in right. Your third baseman today is Lane Shires. Brant Grosskreitz is at second. And Jackson Worley is at first with Seth Stroh 
holding down the shortstop position. Your battery today, Brayden Miller, who has caught all of the games here in the postseason, and Mason Casper is on the mound. Right now, it's kind of hard to tell who the number one is for Carney. Casper technically would be their number one, but Noah Carpenter has come back, as you heard Coach say. He and Brent Grosskreitz are right there as well, so I think Carney feels real comfortable with all three of those gentlemen. For the uh, Grand Island Islanders, of course, you've got uh, Javier Cruz out there. You would have had Cole Evans, uh, but uh, he was not able to go after being injured, and uh, they got a great performance on a Saturday as well. So uh, Kean Wentling trying to get the job done for him uh, in that baseball game and took him all the way deep into the contest before they lost in the bottom of the seventh inning. So again, Grand Island, the visitors, they've got the traveling white with the purple stripes. Basically, the entire uniform is white except for the stripes down the shoulders and the leg and even your purple and white helmets. The blue tops and the white bottoms here for Kearney High. Grand Island will start with the right fielder Brock Douglas. Douglas so far on the season coming into the state tournament, hitting 329, did not play in the opening game, so that's exactly where that average is at right now. And uh, he has moved from the bottom to the top and has a ton of speed out there. So if Douglas gets on, then you bring DJ Pfeiffer in there and they try to get things rolling along, they might small ball you early on. So Brock Douglas, DJ Pfeiffer, and Caleb Kostler, the first three hitters here in the top of the first, and we are ready for baseball on ESPN Radio. Fourth meeting of the year. Douglas will stand in there. Casper will tow the rubber. And we are ready to see who gets things going first here. Carney has jumped out in all three games. Can Grand Island do something here in the very first inning? And Casper winds and we're underway in the Class A state tournament. Then Casper's first pitch will be low. Even kick up a little of the chalk of the opposing batter's box for ball one. And again, you have to wonder how the conditions, they haven't had to even pitch in conditions like this this year. Casper is ripped into left field, way back, way back, over the head of the left fielder, Gabe Hines, and Douglas is going to go into second base with a stand-up double. So Casper, after throwing one low, left it right down the middle of the plate, and Brock Douglas doubles into deep left center field, and Grand Island is... Got something going here right away as DJ Pfeiffer will check in. The alleys here at 360. It's 330 down the left and right field line and only 380 to straightaway center. So there is not as deep a ballpark as these guys are used to playing, and especially at Memorial Field. Ryder is comfortably deep as well. Got a little discussion out here with the umpires and the first base coach over here, Kirby Wells. Not sure what's going on, but we are going to play baseball. So DJ Pfeiffer steps in, opens that stance, pretty much right up on the plate, leaning in, and Mason Casper comes set. Checks the runner, kicks and brings it home, and it's going to be in there for strike one. Casper doesn't necessarily have the fastest delivery to home plate, even in his stretch move. He's got a high leg kick. So sometimes that'll give you some problems stealing first to second. Don't imagine a lot of second to third is going to be going on, especially at this point in the baseball game after getting the leadoff double by Douglas. Casper ahead in the count 0-1, and this one's going to be hit down the right field line. It's twisting, and it is foul by about 10 feet, giving chase over there Corbin Foster, and quickly ahead of the count 0-2 is Mason Casper. Pfeiffer comes into the state tournament with a batting average of 270. And this is not a power-hitting team. They only have three home runs the entire year as a team. 
They can hit the alleys, and because of that, Carney is not necessarily playing that deep. One of the reasons Douglas, when he hit that, it was going to sail over the outfielder's head. Center playing pretty straight up Rodriguez, and even more shallow is Corbin Foster. An 0-2 count now to D.J. Pfeiffer with Douglas standing at second after the leadoff double were just underway. Casper comes stretch and brings it home. Big curveball, no. The fans were ready to make some noise but didn't get the call, and it's one ball, two strikes. Caleb Kostler, the designated hitter, is on deck, and then Javier Cruz would be next. It's a pretty good crowd when you've got Grant Allen and Carney. It really doesn't matter where they played. Probably should have played in Shelton, but hey, since we're not at Haymarket Park, it wouldn't have mattered where they play. The one-two now as Casper takes some time, kicks and fires. He tries another curveball, and it's high ball, two. Now, it's early in the game for me to be bringing this up, but it has been a bugaboo here lately. When the pitchers, and it got them in trouble Saturday, they get ahead in the count. They're missing, and that 0-2 pitch didn't miss by much, but that 1-2 pitch was way high. 2-2 pitch now by Casper. Fastball hit him. He's crowding the plate. Casper knows what that's like. He leads Carney and most of the nation in hit by pitch, but he throws a 2-2. So you hit by pitch, and the first two runners are on base, and this is where Carney gets in trouble. They've had errors, not as many in the second half of the year as they had in the first half of the year, but you got an 0-2 count here, and you don't throw a strike. Now you got guys on first and second, and Casper now will have to work around the middle of the order. Caleb Kostler, Javier Cruz, and possibly Riley Krolikowski. Again against Elkhorn South, Grosskreitz got the first two outs, then walked a man, threw a wild pitch slash pass ball, and then a base hit. Gave Elkhorn South the lead, and Carney couldn't score in the seventh. So first and second, would Kostler be putting one down here? Casper checks the runner. He'll square to bunt. Pitch is high. It's off-speed curveball, and it stays up there. Ball one. One and oh. So Casper a little bit more deliberate here with runners on base. Most of the Carney pitchers are very quick, especially if nobody's on. That has been a trend we've watched all season long. Just underway in the top of the first. First two men on for Grand Island. And a 1-0 count here to Caleb Kostler. He squares to bunt down the first baseline, but it's foul. Coming in for the first baseman, Jackson Worley. He was halfway between first and home anticipating that. And it's 1-1. One one. Sometimes you've got that tendency as a batter to, man, I know they want me to bunt, but I'm still going to try and get a base hit out of it. I'm still going to try and place it perfectly when really all the coach wants you to do is make sure that you advance the runners. So Carney will have the wheel play on with Brent Grosskreitz going to have to cover first as Worley comes way in on the grass. It's a 1-1 pitch, squares to bunt, just high, ball two. So Casper not giving in, not just going to give him something easy to bunt at. Two balls, one strike. Douglas at second with the leadoff double. Pfeiffer hit by a pitch. Is down at first. Two balls, one strike, and a bright, sunny, hardly even a puff of a cloud in the sky here at Sherman Field in Lincoln. Two and one. Again, kind of on top of the plate here, the pitch. Fastball high. Wasn't squaring, and it's three and one. And it seemed like maybe he was taken the entire way, which might have been a good thing. Stroh had went for a pickoff play at second, and Casper didn't wheel, so that whole left side of the infield was wide open. Now it's 3-1 and one here to Caleb Kostler. Two on, nobody out in the top of the first. And when Rodriguez, or excuse me, when Douglas ripped that pitch, he threw right down the middle. He's got to be thinking about that, but he does just throw it right down the middle, and Kostler takes it all the way, so the count is full. Three balls, two strikes to Caleb Kostler. 
Bunted one foul. Outside of that, he has stood there and taken the other four pitches. Now a payoff pitch. Casper trying to get a big strike out here. And the 3-2 from Mason on the way, and it'll be just pop foul towards the Carney dugout. Nobody's going to get there. A little number. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See your home real estate agents like Ryan Bruna or Amy Johnson to help you out with your real estate needs. So already a fairly long start here to the top of the first, and Grand Island would like to extend it. They haven't scored yet. We're only on the third batter, but... We have made Mason Casper work out there. He gets on the mound first like he was going to go out of the full windup then realized, I can't do that with runners on, so stepped off and reset here out of the stretch. Again, a 3-2 pitch coming up here for Caleb Kostler. Casper very deliberate right now. And Mason brings it home. Fastball swung on and missed, so a big pitch for Mason Casper. And Kostler will be down on strikes, and that will bring up the pitcher for Grand Island, Javier Cruz. Cruz also hits 329, which is leading the team with Douglas coming in. Again, Cole Evans was leading the state in hitting at 556. The Creighton commit was also a solid pitcher. They put him in most every big game. So one down now, but runner still at first and second. Douglas gets the lead away from second, and Cruz stands in there. Casper kicks and delivers high, ball one. So the first pitch of the game from Casper basically bounced in the dirt. Then he laid it right across the middle to Douglas. And since then, he's been a lot more careful with his pitches. He's had a lot of pitches up, but up enough that uh, they're balls and not being swung after. Braden Miller looks over the dugout to get another signal. So just, again, scoreless here, top of the first. Deliberate start to this baseball game. And the 1-0 pitch. Thought about it. Looked good, but they call it a ball. Ball two, two and oh. That just missed. Must have thought it was a touch high. And so two balls and no strikes. Riley Krolikowski on deck. Douglas at second. Pfeiffer at first. One out, two on here in the top of the first. Casper swung on and missed. He got that one down. It was foul tipped to the catcher's glove. Two and one. So Cruz was looking for one that he could drive and went after it. Two balls, one strike. Kostler did strike out on a 3-2 pitch that he swung through. Casper trying to work around the start for Grand Isle. We said they have never got the lead on Carney, and they've got an opportunity here, at least early in the game. They did have the lead in the first game, but not until the seventh. Here's a foul ball to the right field line brought to you by Home Real Estate. Remember that first game between the teams back at Memorial Field in Kearney, uh, Grand Island, just uh, couldn't get anything going. They didn't have a hit until the sixth inning, and the one hit that they did get was a bloop single by Cruz that scored two runs. Then they scratched one across in the seventh, and then Mason Casper had the two RBI single back up the box with two outs to win at 4-3. Pitch to Cruz, chopped in the hole towards first and second. Casper has to cover. He does, and it's picked up there by Jackson Worley. He puts it on the money, and there's out number two. Now the runners advance, but still... Any kind of a routine out here, and Grand Island's going to leave two aboard. So nice hustle by Mason Casper, and Cruz is retired. And Riley Krolikowski will step in. Douglas to third, Pfeiffer to second. But outs here by Kostler and Cruz, not able to get it out of the infield. And this would be huge for Carney and a deflating moment for Grand Island. Can Krolikowski come through? 
Riley steps in there with a 253 batting average. And he will stand in there as Casper checks the signal from pitcher or catcher Braden Miller. Sets up a little bit outside. Casper stares at third, kicks and delivers, and it's going to be right over the outside half for strike one. Casper's done a good job of keeping it out of the dirt. Miller, a great backstop back there, just like Kolakowski is for Grand Island. But you don't want to let anything get through the wickets now. And an 0-1 pitch for Riley Krolikowski. Fastball, strike two. No balls, two strikes. Two outs now with runners at second and third. Scoreless here in the top of the first. And Casper one pitch away from getting not only out of this inning, but letting anything happen. Casper comes set. Will he go right after him? The 0-2 pitch, way outside, and it's going to get by. And here comes Brock Douglas, and we just talked about it. So you're a pitch away from getting out of it, and you give him one, and Grand Island will take it. Brock Douglas is going to score here. Going to mark it a wild pitch. It did tick off the glove there, but every not every time, but most of the time on an 0-2 pitch, Miller will set up outside. His pitcher will bring a fastball way off the plate, and Casper brought that one a little too far off the plate. So it's one and two. And Krolikowski stands in there and pops it into short right field. Coming under it is going to be Corbin Foster. He's got it, and that'll be the end of the top of the first inning. But Grand Island does manage to get one run on one hit, no errors, and one man left on. We go to the bottom of the first, one nothing, Grand Island. Don't just be a fan of your team. Be a full-blown fanatic at Fanatics. Conveniently located on the bricks, Fanatics is your home for pregame, postgame, or even a food-to-go order during the seventh-inning stretch. Fanatics is your home for the games you can't get to with over 30 HD TVs and everyone's favorite bullpen. Don't forget the famous wings, burgers, pizzas, and the best food and drink specials throughout the week. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks on Central Avenue, Kearney, and online at fanaticscarney.com. Go Kearney Baseball! Great Western Bank and Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. And welcome back to Sherman Field. Again, a big thank you to all of our fine sponsors, including Insurance Connection, connecting your family with the coverage that's right, and Great Western Bank, making life great. Grand Island was able to score on a pass ball with two outs at the top of the first, and now Javier Cruz will take the mound for the Islanders. Blake Lighting in left, Kean Wentling in center, Brock Douglas in right. He scored the run. 
Trevor Johnson's at third, Jake Gustafson at second, DJ Pfeiffer at first, and Rand Sanders is over at shortstop. The battery, Riley Krolikowski, the catcher. Javier Cruz is on the mound here for the Islanders with a record of 5-1 and one and a 2.95 ERA. Lane Shires, Corbin Foster, Braden Miller. As Shires will swing at the first pitch, grab it towards first. It's stabbed out of the first baseman. Pfeiffer will take it himself and beat Shires to the bag to take it unassisted. One pitch and one out here for Grand Island. So Corbin Foster will stand in. Foster with that huge district tournament. Corbin will come in for the Bearcats today as he is hitting coming into the state tournament, 315. He's kind of had an up-and-down year. When he's hot, he's extremely hot. The lefty stands in. He takes the first one right down the middle for strike number one. Also action going on in the Class B state tournament. And Norris has scored three to lead Mount Michael, three to nothing in the top of the second. And over in the winner's bracket, Millard South got one on the top of the first. They lead Elkhorn South one to nothing in the bottom of the first. Pitch is high and away. Ball one to Foster. One and one. Working quickly as Cruz and it's fouled back and out of play. One and two. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Robert Kiat or Steve Quorum today. One nothing. Grand Island. Bottom of the first. Nobody on, one out. And the pitch, check swing. They want to appeal, and he did not go. Corbin Foster holds it back. It's two and two. Braden Miller is on deck, and then it would be Mason Casper if Carney can get something going. But the way it's set up here at Sherman, the entire field is in sun, and everybody else gets to set in the shade. Hardly a breath of wind. And the 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. And the first strike out of the ball game for Javier Cruz. So two up, two down, and the catcher, Braden Miller, stands in there for Carney. Miller comes in, leading the team with a 345 batting average as far as the starters today. Again, Engberg has put enough balls in play to get a 371 average, but he is not getting the start today. And the pitch to Miller. Swung on and hit towards short. Sanders has the two hopper, picks it up and throws, and it's three up, three down here for Carney in inning number one. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. After one here at the Class A State Tournament Elimination Game, it's Grand Island 1 and Carney nothing. You're listening to State Tournament State Tournament Baseball on ESPN Tri-Cities. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. High baseball. 
It's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at mweletecontracting.com. As we go to the top of the second, it'll be the six, seven, and eight hitters for Grand Island. Blake Lighting, Kean Wentling, and Jay Gustafson as Mason Casper ready to get the second inning underway here on the mound for Carney High. Lighting steps in, and the first pitch is on the way. It's a breaking ball that stays high, ball one. Though I mentioned uh, these teams have had a lot of success at the Division I level, especially Grand Island over the years. Ty Roseberry and... Shea Shanneman both here in front of us at Sherman Field coming over after they practiced this morning, getting a chance to watch their alma maters. And, of course, you got a couple of kids uh, over at Creighton, Jared Wagner, Parker Upton, that are doing some great things. Ball two, pitch high. Casper brings it in at the knees, strike one, two and one. Blake Lighting for Grand Island on the season, 326. Good man to have a leading off here in the second inning. Leading it one to nothing. He'll take a hack at the 2-1 pitch and foul it down the right field line and out of play. 2-2. Two and two. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Amy Johnson or Lori Sierra. In plenty of baseball going on. The Class A winner's bracket over at Haymarket. Later here, Prep and Gretna will play. Casper's pitch, off speed, got him out ahead of it for strike number three, the second strike out of the ball game for Mason Casper as lighting was a waving at one that had a lot of stuff taken off of it. So Kean Wentling will step in. one to nothing Grand Island. Again, Douglas started the game with a double and eventually scored on a two-out, two-strike wild pitch. So Wentling, the center fielder, stands in, and it's away for ball one. Now, as far as a team batting average for either one of these squads uh, on the season, it, it's nothing that is going to uh, make you go, wow, Grand Island is 295, but you take Cole Evans out of that, and it significantly drops the bottom half of this lineup. Not ne- nearly as hot uh, at the plate, and Carney's took a long time for theirs to raise their average as it's fouled out of play here by Wentling, 1-1. One and one. So one out, nobody on here in the top of the second, and Casper's off-speed pitch is going to be blooped towards second and just over the second baseman, Grosskreis glove. I think he might have mistimed his jump. Maybe one that he didn't even have to jump for, and it just slides over his glove for a little bloop hit. So Wentling singles over the second baseman, and Jay Gustafson will stand in there. Gustafson on the season is batting two thirty-eight. And he'll be followed by Sanders. And for Rands, he comes in there hitting 232. So that's what they have at the bottom of their order for Grand Island. Lead away, but not a big one. The fastball is over the outer half for strike one. Gustafson knew it, shook his head, say, yeah. But they're trying to see what Casper brings him. See if they can get ahead in the count. And make something pay off like they did early in the first inning. Casper looks over to Wentling. Not a very big lead at all, though, over at first. Don't think you have to worry about him going anywhere. And Casper will slide, step, and bring it home. Fouled straight back to the net. Strike two. One ball, two strikes. High school baseball 
on ESPN Radio. KXPN Carney is brought to you by Moonlight Custom Screen Print and Embroidery. Everything is better by Moonlight and Biotest Plasma Center. Be a superhero. Save lives. Get compensated. One nothing Grand Island here in the top of the second. Runner on first, one out, and the count's 0-2 to the second baseman for the Islanders, Jay Gustafson. Casper comes set again and brings it home. High fastball, ball one and two. Sanders on deck, then we go back to the top of the order. Carney playing straight away, but again, not very deep against the bottom half of this order. As we told you, there's not a ton of power. They can get you some doubles, but they're not a triple and home run team. Although Douglas started the game with a double. Here's a curveball that's down low. Thought about it, but held up. And it's ball two, two and two. Wentling being held on at first by Jackson Worley. Carney just making a couple of minor changes with Hines getting the start in left field. Shires moves to third with Casper pitching, and then Grosskreitz plays second. The 2-2 pitch now. On the way and grounded towards short. Two hopper to Stroh. He's got one over to first, and it's a double play to get out of the inning. So it ends up being three up, three down, and Gustafson grounds in to the double play. No runs on one hit, no errors, and nobody left on here in the Class A State Baseball Tournament. It's Grand Island 1, Carney nothing. We head to the bottom of the second after this on ESPN, Tri-Cities, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Isn't it time you start treating your eyesight as the precious gift it is? Make your appointment at Optical Gallery in Kearney with one of the biggest frame selections, including names like Tom Ford, Mark Jacobs, Oakley, and Maui Jim. You will be seeing yourself in style. Open Monday through Friday with evening appointments available. Personal, professional, quality eye care. Optical Gallery. We'll help you see the difference. Make an appointment today with Dr. Mandy Johnson. Optical Gallery on 39th Street in Kearney. Doug Duda, our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, back here at Sherman Field. After a three-up, three-down bottom of the first, the middle of the order here for Carney, Mason Casper, Corbin Rich, and Seth Stroh. For Casper, gets out of that inning with a 6-4-3 double play. Not only is he a good pitcher, but pretty good at the plate as well. He's hitting 333. That's actually dropped a little bit here in the postseason, and he's going to take the first pitch from Cruz for a fastball for strike one. So Casper, let's see if he can get comfortable in there and help himself. They shade him to pull to left just a bit. And the 0-1 pitch, curveball low. Both pitchers breaking balls haven't been called for strikes much. One ball, one strike. Cruz wastes absolutely no time. Swung on and fouled back towards the Carney dugout on the first base side. One and two. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. So Casper will step out of the box. Wait for the ball to get to Cruz. He's waiting for the signal already. Cruz cannot pitch much faster than he is, and he's got a 1-2 count now to Casper. Big curveball right in there for ball two. It stayed inside. Two and two. I think Casper would have just nodded his head and went to the dugout. He had been rung up, but 
As we told you, the breaking ball not being called. Fastball hit into right center field. That's got a little bit of a gap. The right fielder, Brock Douglas, is over to cut it off. And Casper has the first hit of the ball game for Carney. So the Bearcats probably caught a break there. That was a heck of a good curveball by Cruz. I don't know where it could have possibly missed. But it was called ball two. And so Cruz said, all right, I'll serve it up. And Casper dinks it into right center field. So the leadoff man aboard here in the second, and Corbin Rich, the freshman designated hitter, steps in there for the Bearcats. Hitting 255, and Sam Engberg, as we told you in the pregame, would probably be your courtesy runner, and that is the case here for Mason Casper. Rich not really a bunt candidate either, so let's see if Coach Archer puts a straight steal on Kolakowski. He's got a good arm back there, and Cruz gets it to the plate real quick. Engberg a modest lead. Well, Rich is going to square it a bunt. He puts it down the first baseline. It hugs the line, and it goes foul. Everybody was over there. Catcher, Krolikowski, pitcher, Cruz, first baseman, Pfeiffer. I'm not so sure that Gustafson would have even gotten there in time. Now, Rich, obviously, not a fleet of foot. Now, Brad Archer is going to come in. He actually wants to talk to Corbin Rich. So maybe Corbin missed a signal there. So he wants to touch base with his freshman designated hitter. 0-1-1, Seth Stroh would be next. 1-0 Grand Island. We're here in the bottom of the second. Brock Douglas turned a leadoff double in the top of the first into a run on a wild pitch with two outs. So now Cruz throwing out of the stretch for the first time here this afternoon. 0-1-1 to Rich. Throws over to first. Had him leaning. Good move over to first, but Engberg is back. This is KXPN Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Don't forget Hastings and Bennington tonight on 1230 AM KHAS and Platte River Preps. The 0-1 pitch. Richel would hit him. Hit him on the left elbow. Big boy has a lot of muscle and meat up there. He doesn't even really shake it off. But just like Grand Island did in the top of the first, Carney down here in the bottom of the second has the first two men on via a hit. And then this is a hit by pitch just like Happened to a Grand Island's D.J. Pfeiffer. So now standing in there, Seth Stroh, significantly better in the last third of the season, although he had a rough game on Saturday. Stroh will stand in there batting 261 with runners at first and second. Third baseman uh, Trevor Johnson playing even with the bag, anticipating bunt. Stroh squares, but the fastball's out and away. Ball one, one and oh. This is only the second time that Grand Island has had a lead on Kearney. They had it for a half an inning, and the first time they played, taking it into the bottom of the seventh, up 3-2. to two. They have a one nothing lead here. Engberg, the courtesy runner, away from second. Rich away from first. They're not holding him on. Stroh squares to bunt. Bunts it down the third baseline. It's a beauty. He might beat this out. He will easily. Easily. They didn't even throw the baseball. Seth Stroh with an infield bunt single, and the bases are loaded for Kearney with nobody out. I'll tell you what, the bunt, even more than a sacrifice here in the postseason, has worked out significantly well, especially for the bottom of the lineup here for Carney. The bunt didn't just die right away. It went about 10 feet away, took a nice big hop. By the time the third baseman, Johnson, got into it, it had taken a second hop. He grabbed it and said, nope, the lefty is going to beat me down there, so I'll hold on to it. So Stroh at first, Rich at second, Casper Got the hit, and he's got Engberg running at third, and here's Jackson Worley. one nothing Grand Island, but Cruz now in some trouble here in the bottom of the second. The full windup, fastball high, ball one. So he was cruising along, 
looked like he might have got Casper looking. They didn't call it a strike, and now you've got bases loaded. Worley ahead in the count, 1-0. Cruz continues to work fast. Full wind up with the bases loaded. Fastball right down the middle for strike one. Worley taking and waiting for a strike to come. It'll be Brant Grosskreitz and Trey Rodriguez after that. Rodriguez has had a heck of a postseason. The 1-1 pitch. Low. Krolikowski gets that glove turned over to make sure it doesn't go anywhere. Ball two. Two balls, one strike. Bases loaded, nobody out. Bottom of the second. Grand Island up one nothing. Carney, a chance to change that right here. The pitch, Cruz. Swung on and hit into center field. That's good enough to at least get one in. Coming in is Wentling. He'll make the catch. Throw home. That's a good throw. Look out. Engberg jumps over the catcher. They call him out. What a throw by Kean Wentling. Sam Engberg tried to do the gymnastic flop over the catcher, Riley Korlikowski. The home plate umpire decided that he did get him on the jersey, and that's a double play. And that'll bring up Brant Grosskreitz. Boy, that looked like that would easily get a courtesy runner home. It wasn't overly deep, but Tom's Wentling had to come over a little bit and wasn't exactly running towards home plate when he made the catch. So 8-2 on the double play, and standing in there, Grosskreitz takes strike one. So it could be exactly what happened to Grand Island in the first. They were poised for a big inning and got a run on a wild pitch. Carney was poised for a big inning, and now they don't have anybody in. First and second, two outs, 0-1 to Grosskreitz. Cruz out of the stretch, way outside, ball one. But that, again, was kind of where Krolikowski was set up. What a play. By Kean Wentling. One and one. As everybody settles back in here. Grosskreitz takes it low and away. Ball two. Two balls, one strike. Seth Stroh at first. Corbin Rich at second. What an exciting play there for Grand Island. And they keep the momentum now for the moment. Two balls, one strike. Grosskreitz waves the bat. Fastball swung through, strike two. Two and two. Trey Rodriguez would be next. Grand Island pretty much playing straight up. Again, not overly deep with the bottom of the order up here for Carney. Two balls, two strikes. Cruz trying to get out of this. Bases loaded, nobody out. Jammies a pitch away from doing it. Fastball right down the middle for called strike three. And Grand Island with the huge throw out at home plate. They may have gotten beat on Saturday because one of their runners was thrown out at home plate in the seventh inning, and here they throw out the courtesy runner in Sam Eggberg. So for Carney, they end up with no runs. They did have two hits. There were no errors, and there were two men left on base. We go to the top of the third in the Class A state elimination game. It's Grand Island 1, Carney nothing. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney online at headtotheshed.com. 
Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Doug Duda back with you here on ESPN Radio. We go to the top of the third, and Rand Sanders will stand in there, the number nine hitter for Grand Island, leading it 1-0. Casper winds and fires it low, ball one. He'll be followed by Brock Douglas and DJ Pfeiffer. Douglas, the only run of the game, 1-0 Islanders. Fourth meeting of the year between these teams. Grand Island 0-3 against Carney. Casper's pitch swung on and chopped towards third. Third baseman playing in. It goes over the head of Lane Shires. And the number nine hitter, Rand Sanders, gets a leadoff single here in the top of the third inning. So Brock Douglas, who doubled on the second pitch he saw to left center field, got it all the way to the wall, will stand in there. And that will be D.J. Pfeiffer. Sanders... The shortstop, it's a short lead over there. Let's see what Douglas wants to do in the leadoff position. Waves the bat, waiting for Casper. Goes high, ball one. State baseball, three games going on in this 4 o'clock hour. 2 and A, 1 and B. Millard South leads Elkhorn South 1-0, top of the third in the winner's bracket. In B, Norris leads Mount Michael 3-1, top of the fourth elimination game. Casper checks the runner. The 1-0 pitch, Douglas squares to bunt, lays it down the third baseline, charging Shires, can't pick it up. He was going to have to barehand it. He was going to have to barehand it to have any chance. Another great bunt there by Douglas. Call that probably an infield single. And so both teams now with a bunt single. And for the second time in three innings, Grand Island has runners at first and second to start off an inning, and D.J. Pfeiffer will stand in there. Pfeiffer was down 0-2 in the count and then got hit by a pitch with a 1-2 count and headed down to first base, but was left stranded at third. So Casper now comes set. A lot of strategy, squaring the bunt. He'll put it down. Casper off the mound. Wheels to third. They got him. Over to first. Not in time. But Casper got a bunt right back to him, and he's able to throw Rand Sanders out and cut down the lead run. So out number one there, and still runners at first and second as Pfeiffer is safe on the fielder's choice. Nice job there. Casper putting it on the money. Grosskreitz fired it over to first, but too speedy there was D.J. Pfeiffer. Beat it out by a step. Caleb Costler, the designated hitter, stands in. He struck out swinging on a 3-2 pitch in the first inning. So Casper, again, trying to work around some early trouble here in the third. And the pitch fouled back just weakly into the stand. Strike one. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Steve Corm or Susan Bc today as we are winding down the 2019 high school sports season. Officially wraps up next Wednesday, the final day of state golf. We've got state baseball, state tennis, state track, and state golf all in the next week or so. Fastball a little high up around the elbows. Ball one to Caleb Kostler. Douglas at second. Pfeiffer at first. One nothing Grand Island. One out here in the top of the third. 
The winner plays again right back here tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Sherman Field. Against either Millard West or Archbishop Bergen. Curveball chopped towards third. And it'll be foul ball. Kirby Wells tried to glove it over there, but couldn't barehand it quite good enough. If he had a glove, it would have been no problem. <laughs> One and two. Kirby may be the next coach of this team. Nothing official has been said yet. And now Mason Casper comes set. Looking for his third strikeout of the baseball game. Fastball, fouled back and out of play again. High school baseball on ESPN Radio brought to you by Fanatic Sports Bar and Grill where everybody wins and by Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses locally grown, locally owned. Doug Duda with you on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon at Sherman Field in Lincoln. No, the kids didn't get to play at Haymarket. They're going to have to win twice to get over there to do that. The pitch from Casper, curveball outside. And it's ball two. Two balls, two strikes. Two on, one out here in the top of the third. And Gretna and Creighton Prep play another elimination game following this at 7 o'clock. Casper stares in for the signal. And now comes set. The 2-2 pitch to Kostler from Mason Casper. Well, he's taking a long time now, and he decides to deal, and it's going to be fouled away. One of those where he checked back with Brock Douglas about three times, almost anticipating that the hitter would call for time, but never did. So Casper tried to overpower him right down the middle, and the ball was fouled straight back. So Mason Casper looks in as Miller gets the sign from the dugout. Casper has really had to work here so far in this game. He did have a three-up, three-down inning in the second because of a 6-4-3 double play. Fastball swung on and missed, and fight for Kostler, excuse me, goes down for the second time via strikes. So that'll bring up the pitcher, Javier Cruz. He grounded out to first in the first. So this is playing out very similar to what we had in the first inning. Can Carney get out of here after... The first two men reach base, now two straight outs. And Cruz stands in there, one of the leading hitters. Base hit would give him a 2-0 lead. Curveball, there's one for a called strike. We talked about it last inning, even with Cruz. Not many curveballs or breaking balls had been called strikes. Whether they were or not, there just hadn't been any called. And you get one there. So 0-1, Casper is not afraid to mix it up. He'll throw that curveball at about any count. Cruz now as Graham's Christ covers second. Casper still looking back. Looks back again. Nobody covering. So Mason brings it home way over the head of the catcher. And that'll be another wild pitch. And now Douglas going to try and score. Nobody covering home. They'll nail him. They'll nail him. He tried to make something happen. Casper never really came home. He only came about halfway. And Douglas thought he'd try and make something happen. And Miller and Casper then were able to put him away. So Grand Island... Again, nobody outrunners at first and second, but this time they don't score. And we go to the bottom of the third inning. The wild pitch ends up costing Grand Island because they're then thrown out at the plate. So we had no runs on two hits. There were no errors and one man left on. We go to the bottom of the third. It's Grand Island 1, Carney nothing on ESPN, Tri-Cities, and PlatteRiverPreps.com. 
You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband, Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Kearney High School Baseball. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. We go to the bottom of the third inning here on ESPN Radio. Glad you're along with us on this Tuesday. And Trey Rodriguez, the number nine hitter, will lead it off just like Grant Allen had in the top half of the inning, and he'll swing at one and hit it off the handle foul ball, strike one. So it'll be Trey Rodriguez, Lane Shires, and Corbin Foster. Bottom of the third, one nothing, Grant Island. Scored on a wild pitch. Douglas tried to do it again, but this time from second was thrown out. Fastball over the upper half of the strike zone, taken by Rodriguez, strike two, 0 and 2. They do play in a little bit at third base with Trevor Johnson, DJ Pfeiffer playing at normal depth. The 0-2 pitch, Rodriguez, fastball away, right where Kolakowski had set up, ball one, 1 and 2. Lane Shires, who hit the first pitch of the ball game that Carney saw to first base, is on deck. Rodriguez trying to battle back, 1-2 pitch, swung on and hit to left field pretty hard, but right at the left fielder who misplayed it, it goes over the head of Blake Lighting, and the speedy Rodriguez is around first, on his way to second, and he'll hold up there. Well, we joked about it in the pregame. I don't think that Lighting lost it in the sun. It was just one of those that was hit on a line right at him, and he wasn't quite sure whether he needed to come in, and he took two steps in. That's always that first reaction, it seems like. And then he took two steps back, and it just sailed right past his cap. And so a double for Trey Rodriguez on a little gift there. It doesn't officially go down as an error, but it was misplayed. And now to the top of the order in Lane Shires. Let's see if we see a bunt. In at first base is D.J. Pfeiffer. Wide open stance. Takes the first pitch high. Ball one. Fastball from Javier Cruz. So both teams have had opportunities to score multiple runs, but we've only had one scored in the game, and that by the Islanders. 1-0. Four lane Shires. Fastball, fouled out play. Ball one. Or strike one. One and one. Foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. want to remind you to uh, vote for our Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month. Because the high school season ends next Wednesday, we will make our determination before the end of the month. And uh, the competition will be over, so get that in at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Off speed, breaking ball sailed outside, ball two, two, and one. One boy and one girl nominated each month, brought to you by B&B Carpet in Donovan, our reigning winners, Jacob Hardy of Kearney High from soccer, and Madison Smith, Lexington, who is headed down to the state track meet for the Minute Maids. Got a 2-1 count now to... Lane Shires, he's behind that fastball and fouls it out of play down the right field line. Two balls and two strikes. Corbin Foster on deck. Rodriguez stands at second. 
with a double that was lost out there in left field. So we've had plenty of guys in scoring position for both teams. 2-2 pitch inside and just backing out of the way, giving the hips backwards to get out of the way. Ball three. Cruz thought maybe that he was standing on the plate, and that was a pretty good pitch. He actually takes the glove off, rubs a little of the baseball, walks around for the first time. So now three and two to Lane Shires, and Cruz comes set. And the payoff pitch to the third baseman is grounded down the right field side, and it's into the hole and into right field for a base hit. They're going to try and score him, and now Archer says, no, get back. Trey Rodriguez went about 20 feet around, slipped, and then hustled back over. The throw from right wasn't very good. Had Rodriguez ran through the stop sign, he probably would have got there, but it was the right call to hold him up over there, and a base hit by Lane Shire. So runners at the corners with nobody out here in the bottom of the third, and Corbin Foster went down swinging in the first inning. The left-hander will stand in there, and again, just about anybody in this lineup will bunt, and the speedy Rodriguez stands now at third. One-nothing Grand Island, and the pitch high and away, ball one. And Cruz has labored a little bit more with players or runners on base than what he has done when nobody's on. He's been very effective. He had a 1-2-3 first, struggled a little bit in the second, had the bases loaded, nobody out, but nobody scored because they threw him out at the plate from center field on a flyout. And now Cruz throws high again, ball two, and you can kind of tell the demeanor from the catcher, Krolikowski, the pitcher, Cruz, and now here comes Kirby Wells out to talk. He noticed it, too. Uh, it, it was just like somebody nailed a three-pointer on you after you'd made a run on him, and it deflated you a little bit. And so a trip to the mound here for Grand Island, trying to settle things down. One to nothing in favor of the Islanders, but Carney threatened in the second, and now they're threatening again here in the third with Rodriguez standing at third, Shires at first, and Foster now ahead of the count, 2-0. And then you get into the meat of the order, Braden Miller, Mason Casper, and Corbin Rich. So the meeting on the mound over. Updates, it's Norris 3, Mount Michael 2, bottom of the fourth in Class B. Millard South 3, Elkhorn South nothing, top of the third over at Haymarket Park. The 2-0 pitch, way outside, ball 3. And how many times is it you go out, you tell your pitcher to settle down, concentrate, just throw strikes, then you really try to throw a strike, and you can't just play catch. Time called. Cruz was ready to throw, and Foster wasn't in the batter's box yet. Now a 3-0 pitch. Foster taken all the way. Strike one. He, I'm sure, will not be taking all the way on this 3-1 pitch. If he likes it, he's going to dead red it. Foster, one of the leading Offensive weapons here for Carney. 3.15 coming into state. He'll swing at the next one, though, and miss it. Strike two. He took a healthy cut. And again, Cruz wasting no time. Now the count's full. Will they send Shires from first? After striking out last time, I'm guessing not. And the payoff pitch now. They'll throw over to first to see it. It gets away, and a run will score. And Shires will go down to second. So both runs in the game scored on mistakes by the team's pitchers. It was a wild pitch by Casper. Here it's going to be a throwing error on Cruz, and we are tied 1-1. Always won a little bit more. Shires advances to second, and it's 1-1 here with still nobody out in the bottom of the third. And still 3-2 to Corbin Foster. And the lefty waits. Low and in, ball four. 
And just like that, Cruz has lost a lot of what he had going early on. He just needs to take a breath, get back after it. And again, sometimes you just got to forget that guys are out there. His move home, his pitch home is so quick, it's hard to steal a base on him. And so if that's the case, you don't have to worry about those guys out there. First walk of the ball game. So Foster at first, Shires at second. One run already across. Here's Braden Miller. He grounded out to short first time up. And we've got a time called by the catcher down below here for us. The home plate umpire says no pitch. Miller doesn't usually take a pitch. If he likes it, he's going to take a hack at it. Miller now trying to get a big inning going here for the Bearcats. The pitch from Cruz. Oh, he squared the bunt. They called a strike. Up and away. Everybody in blue shakes their head a little bit. Mason Casper is on deck. I think the boy behind the plate has been confused a couple of times here today, and that was another one. It's 0-1. Miller doesn't need all three usually, though. Squares to bunt again, and he will bunt it down the third baseline. That's right towards shortstop and another bunt single. Had to cover third. Cruz didn't have a chance to get off the mound because Miller bunted it right past him. The shortstop was playing at normal depth. It was just kind of a power bunt. And again, Carney has the bases loaded for the second time in two innings with nobody out. So Miller with a bunt single moves Foster to second, Shires to third. Rodriguez has already scored. It's 1-1 here in the bottom of the third. And Mason Casper, a chance to open this baseball game up. But Cruz, can he find what he's been doing so far and shut things down here? Will Richter is going to come in and courtesy run over here for Miller. Richter and Engberg very rarely. I mean, I think Easton Bruce maybe came in and or Connor Clevenger courtesy ran earlier this year, but it's basically those two. And now out of the full windup, big curveball to Mason Casper. No. It's high, ball one. Casper, who loves to break off that curveball, saw one in there. He wants a fastball. Cruz delivers. High, ball two, 2-0. Two oh. There is no place to put Mason Casper. Bases loaded, nobody out. Bottom of the third, 1-1. One, one. Carney already has two bunt singles. Cruz, the quick pitch. Going to take it, strike one. Casper wasn't even set, and Cruz was in his windup. They've got to take a look at that. Be careful. The home plate umpire has already said that. And Casper calls for time, waits to get set up in there, does the smart thing. And Cruz already into the windup again. Fastball strike two. Home plate umpire's got to do something about that. Cruz is throwing the ball in the windup before time has been put back into play. It's 2-2. Casper says, okay, let's get after it. Here's the pitch from Cruz. It's away for ball three. Three and two. So, big pitch here for Javier Cruz. 1-1, bases loaded, nobody out. The cleanup hitter, Casper, here it comes. And it's low, ball four. So a throwing air gets the first one in. A bases loaded walk gets the second one in. That's the second walk of the inning. And the merry-go-round rotates everybody around. And it is two to 2-1 now in favor of Carney. Still nobody out. And Corbin Rich stands in there. He was hit by a pitch last time, and Engberg comes in to run for Casper. So Miller, the catcher, Casper, the pitcher, you're usually going to courtesy run for those guys every time. And now with the bases loaded, the pitch home, fastball high. 
Check swing there by Rich, but didn't go. Ball one. Seth Stroh next. Jackson Worley, if Carney keeps it rolling here. In the bottom of the third, already two across. And the 1-0 pitch. Swung on and fouled back. Strike one. One ball, one strike. Our foul ball is brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Teresa de Lafayette or Mark Shipperite today. Or tomorrow. It's 5 o'clock. You can t- touch base with them tomorrow. And the 1-1 pitch. Curveball. That's a beauty. Strike two. Got the outside corner. Again, I haven't seen a lot of paint in the black by either pitcher so far. Bases loaded. Nobody out. One and two here to the designated hitter, Corbin Rich. Cruz. Curveball again. Out ahead of it, Rich. Strike three. So there is the third strike out of the ball game for Javier Cruz. A big out. Keeps everybody where they are. And Seth Stroh will stand in there. He had a bunt single the last time up. And that's what ended up getting the bases loaded. But Carney didn't score in the second. So Stroh stands in there, the lefty from Cruz. Fastball out, ball one, one and oh. Again, Grand Island playing without their best player in Cole Evans. Broken finger in the district final on a line drive. The 1-0 pitch called strike one. Down at the knees, one ball, one strike. Foster at third, and then you've got your courtesy runners out there in Richter at second, Engberg at first. And the 1-1 pitch to Stroh, inside and low, ball two. Cruz doesn't throw as hard as Sam Wibbles, but everything else looks about the same. It's a quick delivery. People are familiar with Wibbles over at Hastings. It doesn't take him long to get set. And the 2-1 pitch. Foster swings and drills it into left center field. That'll score one. They held up, but both runners will be able to come in and score, and runners will hold it first and second, a two-RBI single for Setstro, and Carney's up 4-1. to one. Braden Miller, well, excuse me, Will Richter wanted to make sure that it dropped, and he was still able to get in there as Coach Brad Archer sends him in, and it's now 4-1 to one Carney. So Setstro is 2-2 two for two of the ball game. Casper who reached on the walk and then was courtesy run for. And we are going to have a walk to the mound here by head coach Joe Wells, and that might be it for Javier Cruz. You've got a great pitcher there, and they are going to make the move. So a pitching change here as Carney has put four across and still only one out in the bottom of the third inning. We've got a pitching change, and the Islanders look like they're going to go get Braden Robbins. Well, let's double-check. That is Zach Kissick. Zach Kissick is coming in out of the bullpen, and he'll be the new pitcher, I believe, for Grand Island. We'll give you the numbers right after this. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single-source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Carney is a proud supporter of the Carney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out. 
Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! Well, Javier Cruz is going to come out of the baseball game, and checking in will be Zach Kissick. He is 0-1 with a save and a 2.93 ERA. Just a sophomore. Of course, people know about his dad and his brother. And uh, Zach, the next in line here for the Kissicks. And it looks like Cruz will move over to third base. And I believe they are going to take Trevor Johnson out of the baseball game. So Trevor was actually not in the batting rotation. And so he was being DH4 by Caleb Costler. So coming in here to pitch in the third inning will be Zach Kissick. And he will face a one-out runners at first and second situation in Jackson Worley. He flew out to center and then Wentling threw home and the bases loaded and they got the uh, double play, and got out of that bases loaded, nobody out jam. So we're ready to go again. 4-1 Carney, all here in this inning. The pitch from Kissick. Little drop down, not quite sidearm, three-quarter arm, sails outside for ball one. Worley, the eighth man to come to the plate here in the inning. Brant Grosskreitz would be next. Grand Island scored in the top of the first. Leadoff man Brock Douglas doubled, scored on a two-out wild pitch. Kissick, same spot. That one just a little bit in... Uh, Closer to the plate, and they'll call it a strike, 1-1. One, one. Doug Duda, our producer engineer, Stacy Johns. Almost a perfect day for baseball. Maybe it is a perfect day for baseball here at Sherman Field. 4-1 lead now, Carney. Kissick the 1-1 pitch inside, and backing out of the way is Whirly Ball 2. Brent Grosskreitz is next. Trey Rodriguez started this all off. Remember, he lined one right out to the left fielder, lighting who lost it, and it just went over his outstretched glove for a double, and Carney never looked back. The pitch way outside. Ball three. Kissick tried to bring home a fastball and just overthrew it a little bit. Again, the winner plays right back here again tomorrow at 4 o'clock. A lot of game left, though. Three and one with two men on and one out. Kissick down the middle, and it's going to be pulled foul. Strike two. So another full count as we've played an hour of baseball, and we're not quite through the third inning yet. 4-1 Carney. Carney already with four hits in the inning, including a bunt single. And then Sestro with a bases loaded single to drive in two. Full count pitch now to Jackson Worley. Kissick brings it home, and he swung on missed. Foul tipped it. But into the glove of Riley Kralikowski trying to protect the plate. That was a good pitch from Kissick as it just got the outside corner. And strikeout number one for Kissick facing his first batter. And Brant Grosskreitz, the number nine man in the inning to come up. He went down on strikes to end the second inning. And trying to keep this inning alive here for Carney. Already with four across. But still two ducks out there on the pond. First and second base. And the fastball, strike one taken. He's working that outer half of the plate. You've got Stroh over at first. And you have 
the courtesy runner, Engberg, down at second. And Grosskreitz behind in the count here, 0-1. That yellow bat, lime green bat, whichever one you want to call it. And the fast, oh, we take something off of it. <laughs> that's the first off-speeder we've seen from Kissick, and that's right down the heart. It buckled the knees of Grosskreitz. And it's strike two. So can Kissick come in and get two strikeouts and uh, keep the Islanders in this one? That'd be a huge bullpen appearance here for the sophomore. Checks the runner back at second. And the 0-2 pitch to Grosskreitz up and away. Ball one. One ball and two strikes. A long half inning here for Carney. And that usually means good things for the offense. Four runs across here. Stroh short lead away from first. Pfeiffer not holding him on. And a 1-2 pitch now to Grosskreitz. He's going to be low and away. Ball two. Good job by Brandt to hold back on that one. Good pitch from Kissick. Breaking ball low and away. Two and two. You're listening to KXPN Kearney and PlatteRiverPreps.com, the Class A State Tournament Elimination Game on this Tuesday from Sherman Field. Two on, two out. A 2-2 pitch now to Brandt Grosskreitz. Outside, ball three. So Grosskreitz was down 0-2. He's watched three pitches that have missed the strike zone, and now the runners will be off with the pitch including Engberg down there at second base. Stroh at first. Grant Allen's not even going to hold him on. You can get a huge jump right here. And the 3-2 pitch. Swung on and fouled away. Three balls, two strikes. We'll do it again. Glad to have you along with us here on ESPN Radio. In for what could be a long one. As we have seen some base runners and seen some deliberate pitching here with multiple opportunities for both teams, and we're only in the bottom of the third. Again, 3-2 pitch with two outs. Grosskreitz waits. Here's Kissick. Kicks, delivers. It's going to be fouled back. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. As we go to the top of the fourth inning, Grand Island will be in the heart of their order. Cruz, Krolikowski, and Lighting hoping to get right back into this baseball game. So Kissick looks in for the signal. And let's go after it again for the third time. The 3-2 pitch from Kissick to Grosskreitz. It's on the way. Fastball right back up the box. Base hit. One run will score. And rounding first and holding there will be Grosskreitz. Brant Grosskreitz with an RBI single to make it 5-1 Carney. As the courtesy runner Engberg scores, Stroh will round second and head to third. And Carney has batted around Trey Rodriguez, who started it off with a double to left, will stand in there. The first five men reached for Carney, and all five have come around to score. 5-1 Carney here in the bottom of the third. Rodriguez scored Carney's first run. They tried to pick it uh, try to pick off move at first to get Shires and Rodriguez was over there at third, and he was able to score. So Zach Kissick was a pitch away from getting out of it and now has new work to do. Fastball high to Rodriguez, ball one. Another baseball right now in Class A. Millard South has extended their lead over top seed Elkhorn South to four to nothing in the bottom of the fourth. And in B, Norris leads Mount Michael, bottom of the fifth, four to two. 
The pitch to Rodriguez. Breaking ball, strike one. Outside corner. One ball, one strike. Got 83 degrees at first pitch here today. Barely a breath of wind. Temperature right now is 85. And the 1-1 pitch now to Rodriguez. High ball two. Again, that three-quarter arm from Kissick. And the pace of this baseball game, most of them uh, that Carney and Grant Allen have played have been moving along. Yes, that was a 12-inning, 11-inning, or 12-11, 11-inning came in the hack tournament, but they still moved at a decent pace. This has slowed down to a crawl. 2-1 pitch. Rodriguez, fastball high. Ball three. So three and one, and Lane Shires is on deck. Grand Island throwing again over in the bullpen. Carney hasn't really had to worry about that. Casper got into some trouble in the first inning, but has been pretty clean since. 3-1 pitch to Rodriguez. He's going to take it for strike two. And the count is full. So Stroh at third. Grosskreitz will be able to get a jump over at first. Pfeiffer, will they hold him on? He looks over to the dugout. They say, no, just back off. Let's play it straight up here. So Grosskreitz hit a 3-2 pitch back up the middle. Now Rodriguez, 3-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. Strike three. And that finally brings the inning to an end. So Kissick ends up getting a pair of strikeouts, but Grosskreitz was able to put a base hit in between. So for Carney High, they were able to score five runs on five hits. There was one Error on Grand Island, and two men left on base. This is the Class A State Baseball Tournament. Your score after three, Kearney five, Grand Island one. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney high baseball. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney, voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Well, it's up to Grand Island to answer right back now. Javier Cruz now playing third base. He is standing in there to lead it off for Grand Island, then Riley Kurlikowski and Blake Lighting. A long layoff for Mason Casper, but he was on the base pass for just a moment as he uh, was able to get on, and then they courtesy ran for him, and his first pitch here is called strike one to Javier Cruz. Cruz was at the plate when Douglas was thrown out trying to score on the wild pitch. So he'll get to start this inning and take one low, ball one. Cruz grounded out to first in the first inning. 5-1 Carney here in the top of the fourth. Casper brings it home, check swing, went around. Yeah, 
Home plate umpire didn't call it. They had to appeal, and they get the strike call, one and two. Two crews. So Miller now checks things, and he's ready to roll. With Carney up 5-1 now, Casper's job is to get a quick inning here. And the 1-2 pitch, Cruz pops it foul out of play. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Wendy Vosser or Ryan Robert Fitzgerald today. Your many agents at Home Real Estate. Another 1-2 pitch here. Casper takes something off it, swinging through it for strike number three is Cruz. And the first man down here in the top of the fourth for Grand Island. Grand Island needs something good to happen if you're an Islander fan. Their dauber's definitely down right now. You can just tell by the body language. So Riley Karlikowski, who flew out to right field, will stand in there. Here's a young man that could put a pop into the baseball. Let's see what he can do here for Grand Island. Down 5-1. Nobody on one out top of the fourth. And Casper winds and brings it home. Called strike one. He's mixing his pitches up real well right now. It doesn't have to be a fastball every single time. Cruz moved over to third after they took him out of the ball game as the pitcher this last inning. Pitch to Kralikowski, called strike two. One ball, two or no balls, two strikes to Riley. Carney playing straight up here defensively. And again, not overly deep anywhere. And the 0-2 pitch. Swung on and chopped towards short. It's a little nubber. Stepping in front. Shires, the third baseman, grabs it, throws, and gets the catcher for Grand Island out by a full step. Shires was able to get over there and get to the ball before Stroh. So two up, two down. And we go to the left fielder, Blake Lighting. He went down on strikes to start the second inning. So Casper able to get out of that first inning when the first two men reached, a wild pitch scored a run. A double play ended the second. And then got a nice play in the third when they were able to try and lay down a bunt. Grant Allen had the first two men on, tried to lay down a bunt. Casper fielded it and threw him out of third. First pitch swung on by Lighting and missed strike one. Carney with the five spot on the bottom of the third. And the 0-1. He's trying to get a 1-1 count here as it's low as Casper's trying to get a 1-2-3 inning and just keep all the momentum over there. In the Bearcat camp. Casper winds in the 1-1 pitch. Big over-the-top breaking ball called strike two. One ball, two strikes. Kean Wentling would be next if they can get somebody aboard. Win or go home. And right now, Carney has the advantage over the Islanders. And Mason Casper takes a little extra time on the mound. Now the wind of the pitch. Curveball, chopped, just foul at the plate. Nobody behind the plate could see where it went right away, and it just rolled down the third baseline. One ball, two strikes. Doug Duda with you here on ESPN Radio and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Later tonight, Hastings and Bennington in the Class B winner's bracket final. Mike Will will have the call from Werner Park on 1230 KHAS. Hastings has rallied from 2-0 deficits in both of their wins, 12-2 over Seward, 5-2 over number one Waverly. Again, the pitch swung on and chopped towards third, knocked down, but I don't think Shires can throw him out, and he can't. That ball was going to be ripped right over third base, so he dove on it to knock it down and kept it in the infield for an infield single by Blake Lighting. So a two-out single will bring up Kean Wentling. 
Wentling grounded into, excuse me, Wentling singled and then was forced out on a double play by Gustafson to end the second inning. And Grand Island trying to go with two outs here as Lighting will get the lead away from first. 5-1 Carney here in the top of the fourth. You play seven regulation. Again, Casper has really slowed it down with guys on base. Grand Island hasn't attempted a stolen base. Haven't really even been in a position to attempt a stolen base in this game. Casper brings it home. Swung on and fouled on the first baseline. That was off the fist there of Kean Wentling. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. Again, reemphasize the winner plays tomorrow at 4 right back here at Sherman Field. Against the loser of the Millard West Archbishop Bergen game. Of course, Carney beat Millard West to the district final. Their game with Bergen was rained out earlier in the year. 0-1 pitch is low. 1-1 to Kean Wentling. Again, it was about a half an hour between innings for Casper to pitch. That was a long bottom of the third. But he came out, got the first two outs, including striking out Javier Cruz. 1-1 1-1 pitch, fastball away, ball two. Jake Gustafson on deck. Carney up 5-1. Here in the top of the fourth inning. Two out, runner at first is Blake Lighting. After singling down the third base line, it stayed in the infield after Grosskreitz knocked it down. And the pitch. Off speed is blooped towards short. Stroh backs up and makes the catch. And that'll end it here for Grand Island in the top of the fourth. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left on. We go to the bottom of the fourth in this Class A State Tournament Elimination Game. Carney 5, Grand Island 1 on ESPN. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Carney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com. Or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. And welcome back. Doug Duda along with Stacey Johns here on ESPN Radio. Kearney High goes to the bottom of the fourth in command of the ballgame now. They're up 5-1, to one, scoring five in the third, and then shutting down Grand Island in the top of the fourth. We go to the top of the lineup. Lane Shires crowded out to first and then singled and scored in the third. And the pitch from relief pitcher Zach Kissick grounded right back to him off the top of his glove. Shortstop comes in, throws to first, and a nice play there by Rand Sanders. The old 1-6-3 put out. And Shires is down to start the fourth inning. Corbin Foster, Braden Miller will be next. Mason Casper if Carney gets something going. Foster struck out of the first, walked and scored 
in the third inning. Five one Carney with the lead. Again, they're three and zero against Grand Island this year. And this the most important to go four and But Grand Island had better wild card points with similar records. Maybe a couple more wins that helped them out. Here's a pop up towards third. And Cruz calls for it. He settles under it. A lot of spin on that one from Foster, but he is out for out number two. So Braden Miller, the catcher, stands in. First pitch he saw, he grounded out to short. Then he singled in a run and scored in the third inning. Of course, they courtesy ran for him. So one for two with an RBI. And Kissick trying to make quick work of Carney here in the bottom of the fourth and get his Islanders back up to the plate. That's what Grand Island needs to have happen. In there for called strike one. Just a little different look this first time as he drops down three-quarters arm. A lot different than Cruz working so fast over the top. And it either was or it wasn't. There's a little more movement on the pitch here from the sophomore Kissick. 0-1 to Miller. Swung on and ripped in a left field base hit. Two for three now for Braden Miller as he makes the turn at first. And Blake Lighting will quickly get it back in. Boy, huge turn. Almost halfway down there was Miller. He wanted to make sure that the shortstop, Sanders, hauled it in. Then Sanders looks out to left says, get that ball in. And the courtesy runner again now for Carney will be Will Richter. So a two-out single here for Carney, just like Grand Island had in the top half. And Mason Casper will come in. He singled to start off the second and then walked in with the bases loaded the third. So he picks up an RBI there, one for one. And Casper trying to get set here against Kissick with two outs in the bottom of the fourth. And the pitch, taking it. Miller on his way to second base. Good throw, he's gone. That's not Miller, of course. It's the courtesy runner and Will Richter. And a good throw by Riley Krolikowski. Pegs him out. And so Casper will start the next inning at the plate. No runs, no hits. Excuse me, one hit, no runs, one hit, no errors, and nobody left on for Carney here in the bottom of the fourth. We go to the top of the fifth here in the Class A State Baseball Tournament. Carney 5 and Grand Island 1 on ESPN Tri-Cities. The Bike Shed in Kearney proudly supports Kearney High Baseball. Our staff has many years of experience and is ready to help you with all your cycling and fitness needs. We carry a full line of bikes, fitness equipment, parts and accessories, and provide service and repair. We assist professional to casual bike riders with bike parts knowledge, support, labor, and custom bike setups. If you'd like to talk to our specialists, call us at 308-234-BIKE or stop in at 1800 North 2nd Avenue. Get fit with help from the Bike Shed in Kearney. Online at headtotheshed.com. You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Probably supporting Kearney High School Baseball. Doug Duda back with you here at beautiful Sherman Field. The Grand Island's only run in the first. Kearney scored five of the third. We go to the top of the fifth. It's five to one Kearney. Grand Island will be at eight nine one. Jay Gustafson, Rand Sanders, and Brock Douglas will be at the plate. Gustafson grounded into a 6-4-3 double play to end the second inning. Sanders and Douglas, though, are okay. Rand's had a, a single to start the third, and Douglas is two for two. 
So Gustafson find a way to get on here and see if uh, that part of the order can stay hot for Grand Island. One run on five hits. Carney five runs on seven hits. Mason Casper has went the distance so far for Carney, and he toes the rubber to start the fifth inning. And his first pitch is away and low. Ball one, one and zero. And Gustafson standing pretty much right on top of the plate here. Looking to cover that outside corner. The 1-0 pitch. Fastball is popped into shallow right field. Coming over and settling under it is Corbin Foster, and he's got it for out number one. So one up, one down. We go to the number nine hitter shortstop, Rand Sanders. Singled in the third, and then they tried to butt him over with runners at first and second, and Casper threw him out. Not Sanders' fault. It was just bunted right back to him. Getting good crowd on hand here. Glad to have you along with us on ESPN Radio. KXPN, Carney is Casper. Brings it home to Sanders. Curveball is low. Ball one, one and oh. Carney, no changes yet defensively in the ball game. And the 1-0 pitch. Going to be chopped towards short. They'll let it go to Stroh. On the run, he'll throw a little low, but picked up by Worley over there who makes the stretch. Two up, two down. Here for Grand Island, as Stroh again on a light chopper had to come all the way in, grab it on the grass, throw across his body, and Worley was right there to pick it up. So Brock Douglas, who doubled and scored in the first and then singled in the third but was thrown out at home trying to score on a wild pitch to end that third inning. So he'll stand in there and look for his third hit. Douglas waves the bat. Brock getting a lot of consideration to play a lot of sports, uh, the Husker football team looking at him. And Brock will take the first pitch here for strike one, just a junior. So, of course, he's got another year going for him. Douglas, who was at the bottom of the order earlier in the year, now back up to the top. 0-1 pitch, fastball, strike two. Brock wasn't so sure about that one. Of course, Casper hasn't exactly went right after guys when he jumps up in the count. So maybe fooled there for Brock. 0-2 now. As Casper, a pitch away from a 1-2-3 inning, winds, fastball away every time, 1-2. and two. That one wasn't quite as bad. It's just that Miller lines up the catcher out there, and that's where they throw it. Only one time have the Islanders went down in order, and that's because of the double play in, second, in the second inning. 1-2 and two to Brock Douglas. Casper, ooh, inside, almost hit him. Douglas wasn't really trying to get out of the way. It just kind of missed his shoulder. So 2-2, two and two, DJ Pfeiffer on deck. Pfeiffer has also reached base twice, but neither by a hit. Hit by a pitch and a fielder's choice. So two balls, two strikes now to Douglas. And the fastball swung on and fouled at the plate. No, they say he just missed it, so they'll pick it up and throw down to first. And Douglas is out. And there is strikeout number five of the ball game for Mason Casper. He has picked up 1K exactly in each inning. And for the second time in a ball game, three up, three down for the Islanders. No runs, no hits, no errors, and nobody left on. We go to the bottom of the fifth here in the Class A State Tournament. It remains Carney 5, Grand Island 1. Play ball. Great Western Bank and Carney is a proud supporter of the Carney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking. Offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! 
It's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at MWEliteContracting.com. Mason Casper, who was at the plate when the courtesy runner was thrown out trying to steal in the sec- in the last inning, will stand in there. As Carney leads it 5-1, to one, going to the bottom of the fifth, Casper singled in the second and walked with the bases loaded in the third. As Zach Kissick fires it into him, and it's going to catch the outside corner for strike one, 0-1. Mason Casper, Corbin Rich, Seth Stroh, the first three men up here in the bottom of the fifth for Carney, looking for their first-ever state tournament win after coming oh-so-close Saturday against number one Elkhorn South, breaking ball low and away, ball one. Again, both of these teams lost by a run. Actually, they were so close to be playing across town right now at Haymarket Park, but both losing late on Saturday. Casper, fastball away, ball two. Two and one. Corbin Rich on deck. Casper coming in at 333 to the state tournament. Mason waves the bat, didn't get a hit on Saturday, and he'll look at strike two here. Again, two of the three hits that Carney had on Saturday were by the number nine hitter, Trey Rodriguez, an infield single to short and a bunt single. So they didn't exactly rip the cover off the ball. A lot better here today against the Islanders. And outside for ball three to Casper. So Mason has worked the count full. One of the many recent graduates from these two teams. Casper now against Zach Kissick leading off the fifth here. The 3-2 payoff pitch swung on and chopped foul down the third baseline. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Rhonda Johnson or Ryan Bruna today. Doug Duda with you on this Tuesday. Carney, five of the third, the 3-2 pitch. Casper, the ball slipped out of his, or the bat slipped out of his hands, and the catcher holds onto it for strike number three. Casper had that look on his face like, ooh, and a nice off-speed pitch there. And Kissick actually now, all three outs that he has recorded have been in pretty good shape. Um, he has three strikeouts. He had two strikeouts to end the third, then a 1-2-3 inning, which included throwing out the base runner trying to steal. And now Corbin Rich, a strikeout and hit by pitch. First pitch breaks in there but stays a little high, ball one. So Zach Kissick has come in and done a great job. He did allow one base hit to have a run come across with two outs there in the third, but that run charged to the starter, Javier Cruz. As the next pitch sails outside, and it's ball two, two and 2-0. Oh. Kissick working quickly now with nobody on base, and strike one call. Staying on the outside here against the designated hitter, Corbin Rich. They shade him to pull the baseball slightly. Anything back up the middle will get through. The 2-1 pitch, and he will hit it deep to left field, but way foul over there by the bullpen. And that's where it's going to land, two and two. So Rich, way out ahead of that offering from Zach Kissick. These two are going to get to know each other a lot. Kissick just a sophomore, Rich just a freshman for Carney. We will see this probably numerous times over the next three years. The 2-2 pitch. Swung on and missed. And so Kissick gets the battle the first time that they meet. 
As he pulls the string there and two up, two down here for Carney in the bottom of the fifth via the strikeout. And Seth Stroh will step in. Stroh, the lefty, is two for two. He had a bunt single trying to advance runners in the second inning, and that loaded him up. And then with the bases loaded in the third, he singled up the middle to drive in two. And the pitch from Kissick is going to be pulled foul. Strike one. High School Baseball on ESPN Radio. From the state tournament brought to you by SeaTech Flooring, your restoration experts, and Insurance Connection, connecting your family with the coverage. That's right, the bike shed. Head to the shed. 0-1 pitch to Stroh. That's up a little bit. Good pitch, one of those that Stroh usually jumps on, but he'll take it for ball one, one and one. Nobody on, two out here. Carney has went in order, actually, a couple of times, but they batted ten guys in the third, and Stroh rips it down the right field line, but it's foul. Just over our first base umpire's head, and it's one ball and two strikes. So Carney has definitely been ahead of a lot of the pitches by Kissick, but then there's a couple of times they're so far ahead they're missing the baseball, and they've struck out. So Kissick has done a good job mixing up speed here since coming in for Cruz with one out in the third. Grand Island hoping they can get up here and get something going in the sixth inning. But they'll be down 5-1 to one at the moment. The pitch to Stroh. Low. Ball number two. Two balls, two strikes. Jackson Worley is on deck. The Islanders will have two, three, and four up. So a chance to get it going in the sixth. That might be one of their last chances. The pitch to Stroh. Swung on and chopped foul again. Brought to you by Home Real Estate. Whenever our ball game's done, we'll have the final totals of the post game. A chance to chat with the assistant coach. Most likely Peyton Pocock will make his way up here. And we'll let you know what else is going on. We'll give you some score updates here in just a second. Once again, the 2-2 to Stroh inside. He had to back out of the way. It wasn't way inside, but it was inside. Ball three, three balls and two strikes. In Class A, it is Millard South 6, Elkhorn South 1, bottom of the 5th, winner's bracket at Haymarket. In Class B, top of the 7th, Norris has now taken a 5-4 lead over Mount Michael. The pitch to Stroh fouled away again, brought to you by Home Real Estate. So Stroh battling up there. It's a full count with nobody on and two out here in the bottom of the 5th. Carney 5 and Grand Island 1. Grand Island had a 1-0 lead going into the bottom of the 3rd when Carney scored all their runs. And knocked Javier Cruz out of the game. Another payoff pitch to Stroh. Low, ball four. So Stroh has been aboard all three times here today. And that'll bring up Jackson Worley. Worley flew out to center. And Kean Wentling at that time made the play of the game. He made a nice catch and then threw out the base runner tagging from third, the courtesy runner, for a double play. Carney had the bases loaded. Nobody out in the second and didn't score. Because after that, Grosskreitz... Struck out to end the inning. So Worley flew out to center and then struck out in the third. He was the first man to face Kissick when he came in in the third inning. So one on, two outs now. And the first baseman for the Bearcats waits and looks at one low, ball one. So Kissick now starting to throw a little bit more off-speed stuff. He started with a lot of fastballs in the first two innings. He's already recorded four strikeouts. But he just needs an out of any kind here to get to the sixth. 5-1 Carney. And the pitch to Worley. There's a fastball away. Ball one, one and one. Brant Grosskreitz is on deck. Don't forget, 
Live coverage of the state track meet all day Friday and Saturday. Best of luck to the tennis and golf teams. District golf wrapping up today. See if we can get you a couple results here in the next few moments. The pitch to Worley outside. So it's now three balls and no strikes to Worley. And will Worley just stand there? You would have to think so, being the number seven hitter. Kiss it got off to such a good start this inning, and he's going to miss here, ball four. Back-to-back walks with two outs and nobody on, and Brant Grosskreitz will step in there. Struck out of the second and then singled in a run off Kissick in the third, and Joe Wells is making another trip out here to the mound. You're listening to High School Baseball State Tournament Edition in this first year for Kearney and Kearney Catholic on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation, brought to you by Great Western Bank, making life great, and Buffalo Roofing, reliable roofing for Kearney and Central Nebraska. And it looks like Joe Wells, with the season on the line, is going to make the pitching change, and we'll be back to tell you who it is right after this. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. Well, Rand Sanders will check into the ball game now from his shortstop position to pitch for Grand Island. And it appears that Braden Robinson will then come in for Kissick. And again, he will just be in that non-batting spot. Uh, that's where the DH was uh, for Trevor Johnson. And then Kissick took his spot. So it looks like uh, Braden Robinson will then move over to shortstop. Here with two outs in the bottom of the fifth. Well, no, they're going to have a Jake Gustafson is going to be at shortstop. He goes to second, and so then you've got Robinson moving over to second. So Gustafson moves from second to short, and you bring in Braden Robinson over to second base. So Sanders now trying to get the final out here of the fifth inning. After a pair of two-out walks, that'll bring up Brant Grosskreitz. So Sanders getting set to Grosskreitz, and he'll take the first pitch low and away. Ball one, 1-0. One Grosskreitz, again, has struck out and singled in a run. Carney is up 5-1, to one, trying to get something produced here with two outs in the bottom of the fifth. Rand Sanders, a long look. Kendrick time will be called. They did bring in Seth Altwine as a courtesy runner over at first base for Jackson Worley. Sanders checks the runner there. You've got Stroh out at second. Stroh, big lead. Pitch home is a fastball called strike one. 
One ball, one strike. To Grosskreitz, Trey Rodriguez would be next. He got that big third inning going with a double that was a little misplayed out in left field. And the 1-1 pitch on the way. Breaking ball taken for strike two. One and two. So all three of the Grand Island pitchers have shown some off speed, especially Kissick and here Sanders. Grand Island trying to get out of here and still be in this ball game with only two at-bats to go. 5-1 Carney. And the 1-2 pitch from Sanders to Grosskreitz is swung on and fouled out of play. So the count remains the same, 1-2. and two. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Again, Grand Island will have two, three, and four hitters. Pfeiffer, Kostler, and Cruz when they come up in the sixth. That could be their chance against Mason Casper, who's went the distance. Another 1-2 pitch now to Grosskreitz. Curve ball hit into center field, and that ball is going to be down. Stroh around third. Here's the pickup, and Wentling won't even try. He'll just hit the cutoff, man, and an RBI single again with two outs for Brant Grosskreitz. He is two for three today with a pair of RBIs, and Carney is now on top by a score of 6-1, to one. so a two-out rally here. They had nobody on with two outs, back-to-back walks, come back to hurt the Islanders, and Trey Rodriguez who doubled and scored in the third, and then he struck out to end the third. We'll stand in there to try and keep the sixth, fifth inning going here for Carney. First hit of the inning for the Bearcats. So Altwine is staying at second after the base hit. Grosskreitz is at first. Rodriguez, first pitch to him, is taken for a strike. Low and one. The winner plays at 4 o'clock tomorrow against the loser of the Archbishop Bergen and Millard West game, which is at 7 o'clock tonight at Haymarket. The pitch to Rodriguez, just a touch high. Ball one. One and one. Lane Shires would be next. Rodriguez, the sixth man to the plate here in the inning. And after Kissick got strikeouts of Casper and Rich, then he walked to and they replaced him. Big curveball slips out of the hands there of Sanders. And it's going to be high. Ball two, two and one. Five in the third, one here in the fifth for Carney. Grant Allen's only run, their leadoff man in the game, Brock Douglas, doubled and scored on a two-out, two-strike wild pitch. Out of the stretch again, here comes Sanders. Trying to put away Rodriguez, but the fastball is outside, and it's ball three. Three balls, one strike. Get a big thank you to our many fine sponsors and all those listening back at home, and Thanks for listening to ESPN Radio as your home for Carney Bearcat and Carney Catholic Sports, as always. 3-1 pitch to Rodriguez. He was going to pull the trigger, holds up, and it's going to be called ball four just high. And that loads the bases. Grand Island fans thought it was close enough. So at first, Rodriguez, Grosskreitz is at second. The courtesy runner, Altwine, is at third. Top of the order, Lane Shires. Grounded out to first in the first, singled and scored in the third, and then ripped it right back up the middle. It deflected off of the pitcher, Kissick, and was picked up by the shortstop, Sanders, who threw him out. And the curveball here is in there for strike one. Looked like Shires was going to have that base hit the last time up, but Sanders, who's now on the mound, made a beautiful play and got him by a quarter step. 
0-1 pitch to him. Shire swings, chops it towards short, charging and making the play over to first base a little low, but it's dug out there by D.J. Pfeiffer on the throw from Jay Gustafson. So Shire's grounds out to end the fifth inning. But Carney got a little something going with two outs, one run on one hit. There were no errors, and the bases were left loaded. So we go to the top of the sixth inning in this Class A State Baseball Elimination game. It's Carney 6 and Grand Island 1 on ESPN Tri-Cities and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Man, Cooper, this is hard work. We should call Johnson Landscape. That's right, boys. Landscaping is hard work, and not to mention, most people just don't have the time. Don't worry, that's exactly why we're here. Johnson Landscape has been landscaping the Tri-City area for 20 years, and our professional staff knows how to do the job right and on time. As always, we offer landscaping, sprinkler systems, retaining walls, paver patios, and much more. Ooh, this landscaping is awesome. Good thing we called Johnson Landscape. Check us out on the web at johnsonlandscape.net. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Well, if you feel like uh, Grand Island is going to have a chance to make some noise, they probably need to do it right here. It's late in the sixth, and they're in the heart of the order. Two, three, four. DJ Pfeiffer, Caleb Costler, Javier Cruz. They've got a big hill to climb. Six to one, Carney. As we go to the top of the sixth, and Mason Caspers first pitch over the top curveball right in there for called strike one to DJ Pfeiffer. As with most pitchers, the bigger lead you have, the more confidence you are to throw. The off-speed stuff, and that was a beauty there. Pfeiffer takes one that hit something. That hit his elbow pad. Looks like that's exactly what happened. And so hit by a pitch here is Pfeiffer. That's the second time he's been hit in the game. He reached on a fielder's choice in the third. So the leadoff man aboard here in the top of the sixth inning for Grand Island. They have five hits so far in the baseball game. Casper has struck out five, one in each inning, and here's Caleb Costler. The designated hitter is 0 for 2, and he is two of those five strikeouts. Pretty big lead over there for Pfeiffer, and they'll throw over there. Jackson Worley doesn't even apply the tag, just wanted to see what he's thinking over there. You don't want to get thrown out stealing, but you would sure like to put a little blood in the veins, get a little something pumping here for Grand Island. Get a nice lead, and Casper will bring the first pitch home and bounce it in the dirt. Miller picks it up and then throws it into right field. And so hustling down there with the air on the catcher will be D.J. Pfeiffer. When he saw it getting the dirt, he had a big lead, so he took a couple of steps and he realized he couldn't go. So he started to scamper back to first, and Miller just had it sail on him right over Worley's head. So Pfeiffer does get down to second. The pitch was called a ball, 1-0, as it bounced in the dirt. The pitch to Kostler, fastball, missed, 2-0. Javier Cruz would be next, then Riley Krolikowski. They need a bunch here for Grand Island in this sixth inning. Leadoff runner now at second in D.J. Pfeiffer. And the 2-0 pitch from Mason Casper, low ball three. 
3-0. Now Casper has hit a couple of batters, but Mason has not walked a batter yet in this game. But it's 3-0 now to Costler. Grand Highlands had the first two men on a couple of times. They're trying to do it again here. 3-0 pitch, taken all the way and just pretty much lobbed in there for strike one. So now will Costler be looking or will he be swinging? And what does Casper do? Does he just bring his best right here and fire a fastball in there? Say, if you can hit it, you can hit it. I got a five-run cushion. Let's find out. 3-1 pitch, fastball, swung on and chopped foul at the plate. Three balls and two strikes. So Casper has battled back from the 3-0 and now has a chance here with a 3-2 to Costler. Pfeiffer hit by a pitch, advanced to second as they tried to pick him off. Casper looks in. Miller flashes the signals. Defense playing it straight up on the payoff pitch here to Caleb Costler. On the way, and he'll chop it on the infield, but it's foul. They say it hit him in the batter's box. And Casper brought him a big old breaking ball, and Costler just chopped right on top of it. So we'll have to do it again. Three balls, two strikes. Again, Creighton Prep and Gretna play another elimination game here next. I'll give you some more score updates here in just a moment. Another payoff pitch, though, to the designated hitter for the Islanders, Costler. Casper kicks and fires off speed. Oh, they called it strike three. And Costler had taken a couple of steps on. Maybe he had received the free pass, but instead it's the sixth strike out of the ball game and the sombrero there. The three strikeouts now for Costler, not what they were looking for from the designated hitter. And Kirby Wells, the third base coach, of course you can't argue, but he meets up with Cruz and then he says something to the home plate umpire. Would have really loved to have that as ball four and get something going here in the sixth. Cruz grounded out to first and has struck out in the ball game. He was the starting pitcher, got off to a good start, and then ran into trouble in that third inning. And it unraveled quickly for him. Cruz waiting, and Casper now finally comes set. And the first pitch to Cruz, one of the leading hitters, takes it for strike one. In Class B, we have a final. Norris eliminates Elkhorn Mount Michael by a score of 5-4. to four. Waverly and Elkhorn will play another elimination game at 7. And in Class A, Millard South now up 6-1 over Elkhorn South. The number one seed, the 0-1 pitch is going to be ripped into right center field. That could score a run. They'll go ahead and send him. Cruz will turn first and get it in with a RBI single. So Javier Cruz gets his first base hit of the baseball game. Drives in the run. The RBI will make it his second of the ball. Excuse me, the first RBI because Douglas scored on the wild pitch. And Pfeiffer came around to score. So 6-2, to two, one on, one out. And Riley Krolikowski's flown out to right and grounded out to third. Can Grand Island string them together just like Carney High did back in the third? So Cruz at first, Krolikowski stands in. They do not courtesy run for Cruz, by the way, because he's now over at third base, and the pitch is going to be low ball one. Lake Lighting would be next. Kian Wentling after that, 6-2, Carney, top of the sixth. We play seven here in State High School Baseball. The pitch swung on a fastball and missed its strike to Riley Krolikowski. One ball, one strike. Again, if you joined us late, 
Grant Island scored in the first. Carney got five in the third, one in the fifth, and now the Islanders have chopped one across here and are still batting in the top of the sixth. 6-2 Carney. Casper has went the distance. Three different men have been on the mound for Grand Island. Winner take all game. And a curveball strike two. One and two to Kolakowski. Lining on deck. We keep uh, reminding you the winner plays tomorrow at four here at Sherman Field. And if Carney maintains this lead, we'll have it for you here on ESPN. The loser's season is done. Carney going for the four-game sweep of the Islanders and are in command right now. The one-two pitch. Swung on one at the dirt. Strike number three. And Casper picks up his seventh strike out of the ball game. Kralikowski tried to protect. Went fishing for one. And that will keep Cruz down at first. The ball didn't get far enough away. And Lighting will step in. Struck out to start the second. Singled with two outs in the fourth. Trying to keep it moving along here. Cruz with a very short lead over at first. I don't think you got to worry about him. So Casper comes set out of the stretch. The first pitch to Lighting. He'll bounce in front of the plate. Ball one. One ball, no strikes. Again, Hastings and Bennington, the winner's bracket final in Class B from Warner Park an hour away on 1230 AM KHAS. And to all you listening on PlatteRiverPreps.com. The 1-0 pitch to Lighting. He'll take it high. Ball two. Get a reminder, the Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by BNB Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com and nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy, one girl winner listed at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by BNB Carpet of Donovan. The 2-0 pitch kind of aimed it and it sailed high. Ball three. Only one walk has been issued and Braden Miller trots out to the mound. Says don't aim, just throw. And he's already back to home plate. Again, our Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month from April, Madison Smith for the girls, Lexington, Jacob Hardy for Carney High, the outstanding all-state goaltender for the Bearcats. The girls' state finals tonight, both the boys went to shootouts last night. Omaha South, Omaha Scott, the winners. 3-0 pitch is taken for strike one to Blake Lighting. So the Class B girls going on right now. A will get going around 7.30 tonight. An all-metro affair in both of those. Three balls, one strike to Blake Lighting. And the pitch from Casper High, ball four. So the second walk issued, and Grand Island thought maybe that they had walked Costler, but he was called out. So runners at first and second, and Kian Wentling singled in the second and then hit one off the handle that blooped out there to shortstop Seth Stroh. And now they will courtesy run for Javier Cruz, and coming into the ball game is Sam Hartman. He's just a freshman. So Sam Hartman, no offensive stats, but has a little speed, so they're going to put him out there. And now Brad Archer's going to go to the mound, and he is going to make the change here and take Mason Casper out of the ball game as Casper has been very effective today, but ends up with two walks, seven strikeouts. He did hit a couple of batters, and he'll leave us after going five and two-thirds innings and is in line to pick up the win. But there's still some baseball to play with runners, on first and second and two outs here in the top of the sixth for Grand Island. Carney will go to Brant Grosskreitz, and your score is 6-2 to two in favor of Carney. We'll be right back. 
At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. High baseball. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Carney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. And a normal rotation switch here for Kearney after the pitching change. Brant Grosskreitz will move from his spot at second to pitch. Mason Casper goes, plays his normal spot at third, and then Lane Shires will go back and play his normal spot uh, at second base. And coming to the plate here for Grand Island will be Kean Wentling. One for two, singled, and then um, a little pop out to short. So Grosskreitz, it's been a little adventure the last two times he's been out there, but he just needs to get one out here to get us to the bottom of the sixth. 6-2 Carney, two on, two out Grand Island. First pitch fouled straight back. So Wentling was ready to go when he stepped in there. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. See Robert Keat or Mark Shipperwright, Wendy Vosser among your agents today. So the courtesy runner is Hartman down at second base. And then you have Lighting down at first. And if Wentling could just find a spot, any kind of an extra base hit, one base hit would get a run in, but an extra base hit puts you right back in the ball game. But there are two outs and an 0-1 pitch now from Brant Grosskreitz. Checks the runner, comes set and brings it home. Fastball taken right down the pipe for strike number two. 0-2 to Wentling, the center fielder who has... The defensive play of the game, an outfield assist, throwing out a Carney High courtesy runner at the plate back into second inning. But now can he produce at the plate? He's already one for two. And the 0-2 pitch, Grosskreitz called, strike three. That time, Miller, they set up, we told you all game long, how they set up outside. That time he kind of snuck back in, and Grosskreitz comes in and gets the strikeout. The only batter that he has had to face here in the sixth. So one run scores. There was one Carney or one Grand Island hit. That was the single by Cruz. There was one Carney error and two men left on. Carney is three outs away from their first eight tournament win. We go to the bottom of the sixth. Carney six and Grand Island two on ESPN Tri Cities. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. 
You already know that at Lanny Carlson Motors, we go the extra mile for you. And now we're going for extra bases, too. If we don't have what you're looking for, our convenient car finder tool will help us put you in the right car at the right price. Our prices can't be beat for cars as new as last year's models. And we even have financing available. So come on in and see my husband Lanny, Jerry, or Brandon in North Kearney across from Menards at 6110 2nd Avenue or online at LannyCarlsonMotors.com. That's Lanny Carlson Motors going the extra mile for you. Proudly supporting Kearney High School Baseball. Rand Sanders is back on the mound here for Grand Island and Corbin Foster will start things off at the bottom of the sixth followed by Braden Miller and Mason Casper up 6-2. Foster will look at one just high for ball one. Corbin is 0-2. He did walk and score back in the third. Struck out in the first and popped up to third. The 1-0 pitch is a breaking ball in there for strike one, one and one. Any insurance would help, but Carney does already have a four-run lead. It'll be up to Grosskreitz in the defense to get the job done at the top of the seventh. The 1-1 pitch, Foster lines it at second. Ooh, nice snag there by Braden Robinson, and he'll pick it up. He was headed towards second base. It skipped off that grass and shot back against him, and he stuck his glove up, and there it was. So a nice play by the second baseman, Braden Robinson, and Braden Miller will check up to the plate here for Carney. He's two for three, singled his last two times up, and had an RBI and scored in the third. So the wind of the pitch from Rand Sanders. Fastball, big swing, popped up, and it's going to sail just back out of play. Not by very far, but strike one. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. There's no place like home. Doug Duda with you on this warm Tuesday the warmest day of the year, and it will continue to do that over the next few days. Miller punches one towards right field, coming in, coming in, but not good enough, and it bounces away from the right fielder, Brock Douglas. Miller's going to try and turn it into two, and he will. A single and an error will allow him to get down to second base. Douglas got caught in between there, and the third straight base hit for Braden Miller here today. And that'll bring up Mason Casper. He stays in there as the third baseman after being the starting pitcher. And again, we get the courtesy runner out there. I believe that's Will Richter. So Richter will come in and be the runner at second. That will be the second error of the ball game on Grand Island. Casper with the open stance and the pitch. Low ball one. For Mason, he singled in the second. He walked with the bases loaded in the third and then struck out in the fifth. He is looking to really put that bat into one and can help out the Bearcats with a base hit here and a runner in scoring position. With one out in the bottom of the sixth, he'll take a fastball called strike. One and one. Corbin Rich would be on deck. Carney hoping to play again here tomorrow at 4 o'clock. The 1-1 pitch to Casper. Big breaking ball at that time was out and away. Ball two. A little low, a little out. Two and one. Rich next. Also in Class A. They're still playing at Haymarket. Millard South 7. Elkhorn South 1 as they bat the bottom of the 7th. The 2-1 pitch to Casper. Outside. Ball three. Sanders trying to keep it away from Mason. He knows that he kind of crowds the plate. He knows he loves to pull the baseball. And he'll wear it if he has to. Earlier today in B, Norris beat Mount Michael 5-4. 
A 3-1 pitch now to Mason Casper. He'll just take that off-speeder in there for strike two, and the count is full. Courtesy runner Will Richter down at second after Miller singled and advanced to second on a fielding error in right field. So now Casper, full count. Mason waiting, and the pitch from Sanders is low and away, and it bounces away. It's going to be a wild pitch and allow the runner to get down to third. So the second time that Mason Casper has walked in the baseball game, and the wild pitch will allow Richter to get down to third. So runners at the corners with one out here in the bottom of the sixth, and Corbin Rich, the designated hitter. He's went down on strikes twice, and he was hit by a pitch back in the second inning. And again... We're going to have a courtesy runner to get Mason Casper out. Here's Easton Bruce. We mentioned earlier in the game that he's been in there a couple of times to do that. So we'll get Bruce out there. Congratulations to the Kearney golf team. Winners are runner-up yesterday at District, so they will be moving on. Over at the C4 and Indian head today, Grand Island Central Catholic, Kearney Catholic, and Donovan Trumbull all qualify as teams. Eli Fox of Grand Island Central Catholic, the medalist with a 71. Kellen Meyer of Ord qualified individually, as did Colby Smith of South Loop. Back to baseball, 6-2 Carney. Corbin Rich stands in with one out and runners at the corners. And the pitch sails away, and now Sanders having a little control trouble after doing just fine since coming in in relief of Cruz and Kissick. 1-0 to Rich. Central Catholic, by the way, today a 3-0-3 at Indian Head. Not too shabby. Rand Sanders fires it in. The fastball a little behind it there, Rich. He'll foul it out of play. Strike one. High school baseball for Carney High, Carney Catholic on ESPN. Brought to you by Biotest Plasma Center. Be a superhero. Save lives. Get compensated. And also by our friends at Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses. Locally grown, locally owned. Easton Bruce gets the lead away from first. The pitch to Rich is going to be popped into short right field, maybe a little more on it, but Brock Douglas is under it, makes the catch. They're going to be tagging for third, and the run will score. It's 7-2, Carney. Corbin Rich with a sacrifice fly out to right field. He'll get the RBI, but it is out number two. Staying at first base is the courtesy runner, Easton Bruce. And that'll bring up the shortstop, Seth Stroh. Stroh is two for two with a walk. He had a bases-loaded single in the third to drive in two. He had a bunt single in the second, and he walked and scored in the fifth. Had that two-out walk to come around and score. So Carney, again, trying to add on here. The pitch to Stroh is going to be hit into center field and pretty well hit. Back, 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 and all the way to the wall. On his horse is Easton Bruce. He'll come around and score at a stand-up double for Seth Stroh. He's three for three today. And the second half has been a lot better for Seth Stroh. Good to see for the young man. And he gets his third RBI of the baseball game as Bruce comes all the way around from first to score. And Jackson Worley will stand in. Jackson has flown out to center, struck out, and then he walked in the fifth inning. And that's when Rand Sanders came into the ball game. So Stroh, big lead away from second, the pitch. Fastball right down the middle, strike one. So Carney has their biggest lead of the game, six runs. It is eight to two as we play here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Worley waves the bat, 
And the pitch. Swung on and got over the top of that one. Strike two. Now, even though it's only one inning, remember, Grand Island did come from seven back in the Heartland Athletic Conference Tournament, but they're only going to have three outs to do it here today. They forced extra innings and then lost an 11, but they did mount the comeback. They also came back in the first game. Down 2 nothing, took a 3-2 lead into the seventh. Pitch a little low there to Jackson Worley. I think the home plate umpire was going to start to call it a strike and then realized, wait a minute, that was way low. So it's one and two. Brant Grosskreitz would be next. And the one-two pitch. Worley pops it up. A play here down the first baseline, but nobody can get to it. In hot pursuit that time for the Islanders. Looks like we have a new first baseman, and Noah Halsey is over there. So he's playing first. And couldn't quite get to it in time. And Grosskreitz, or excuse me, Worley will try again. One ball, two strikes. Stroh at second. Carney has added two more here in the sixth. They're up eight to two. And we wait for everybody to get set. And we'll go after it again. Coming set, Rand Sanders. And the pitch. Swung on and popped up again. This one looks like it might be out of play at the Grand Island. Dugout Cruz gives chase. And it is just out of play. Our foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. We also had the B3 District Golf Tournament at Jackrabbit in Grand Island today. Adams Central with a 300 wins it. York a 304 and Northwest a 308. Pretty good shooting there today. Seward shot 311 and they're not going to make it in. Reed Malik of York is 71. Three young men shot 71 including John Polson of Adams Central but he wins the playoff. Holdridge's Matt Anderson shot 76. That tied for 10th but it gets him in. Once again, the pitch to Worley, and he turns on that one and drives it to deep left, but way, way foul again towards the bullpen. And Worley staying in there and battling down in the count here. 0-2 to Rand Sanders, who keeps firing pitches across the strike zone. Let's see what he brings here. And that's going to be nubbed down the first baseline. Foul picked up there by Halsey. And we'll do it again. No balls, two strikes. You're listening to KXPN Carney and PlatteRiverPreps.com. Again, a big thank you to all those folks here at Sherman Field for their hospitality. Looks like we're going to be back tomorrow, barring a huge comeback in the seventh from Grand Island. 8-2 Carney. A five-run third inning, the key. And now the Islanders have given up two more here to the Bearcats in the bottom of the sixth. Carney sent ten men to the plate back in the third. Again, Jackson Worley, 0-2 pitch. Low it away, off speed, had to take one. So ball one, one ball, two strikes. Again, Grosskreitz waiting on deck. Carney has another man in scoring position. From the, you can never have too many. See what happens here. With two outs here in the sixth. And the pitch to Worley, fouled back again, brought to you by Home Real Estate. So Worley, looking for his first hit of the game, he wants to be a part of all the excitement that Carney has mustered here today. As they have bounced it around a little bit. A couple of hits here in the inning. And again, the 1-2 pitch. Worley, a little number over the third baseman. Cruz, and it's fair right on the line, and that'll score Stroh. And around first, Worley's going to try and dig for second. They didn't look at second, and he's going to slide in there with a double. Again, he was jammed, but he took it over the third baseman Cruz's head. And the left fielder, Blake Lining, had a long run to get to it. And a double for Jackson Worley and an RBI. And Carney now up 
9-2, and Brant Grosskreitz. He has singled his last two times up, driven in a run his last two times up, and both times that was with two outs. And he's got a chance to do it again here. Another courtesy runner for Carney here as Worley checks out. The pitch to Grosskreitz. Didn't want to, but he did. Strike one. So Seth Stroh doubled in a run and then was able to score on the Jackson Worley single. Grosskreitz takes the 0 1 pitch for strike two. Caught the outside corner 0 2. Trey Rodriguez might get one more shot. He's on deck right now. Rand Sanders, though, wants to get out of here. Coming to the stretch, the 0-2 pitch. Breaking ball outside. Missed ball one, one and two. Looks like they didn't courtesy run. I believe Worley did stay out there at second on uh, second look there. He just took some gear over. And the pitch to Grosskreitz. Fastball high ball. Two. Two and two to Brent Grosskreitz. So not what Grand Island was looking for. They scored one in the top half of the inning, and albeit down six to two, had a little hope, and now it's been a long bottom of the sixth. Nine to two now, Carney. And the one-two pitch, two-two pitch to Grosskreitz called strike three, and he knew it. So that will end it here for Carney, but they push across three runs, and they do that on three base hits, including a couple of doubles. There were one error, was one error, and the bases had one man left on here in inning number six. So three runs, three hits, one error, and one man left on. We go to the top of the seventh and final inning, Carney 9, Grand Island 2. You're listening to State Baseball on ESPN. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. Buffalo Roofing of Kearney voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. It's the dream of every American, your own home. And Midwest Elite Contracting brings that dream to you. Whether your old home is not big enough, needing updates, or new construction, Midwest Elite Contracting can complete it. On time, on budget. They can help you with everything, including the design, new construction, remodel, siding, roofing, and more. The only name you need is Midwest Elite Contracting. Stop in and see the showroom at their new location, 3803 2nd Avenue, and online at mweletecontracting.com. So glad to have you along with us here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Doug Duda, our producer engineer extraordinaire, Stacy Johns, as we are going to the top of the seventh, and Carney is three outs away from winning all four meetings with Grand Island this year. The Islanders scored in the first and had that going into the bottom of the third, but it's been all Carney since then. Nine to two Carney. And coming up here for Grand Island is going to be Ryan Melvin. He is going to pinch hit for the Islanders in place of Jay Gustafson. So trying to get some other kids in there. Uh, Ryan is one of the seniors on the team. Hasn't had a lot of at-bats this year. And kind of look out there and Joe Wells' high school coaching career, unless a minor miracle happens, will be coming to an end here this evening in Lincoln. 
I want to thank Joe for all that he has done, not only for Grand Island, but he's been so great with us here at Platte River Radio, ESPN, Power 99. Always great seeing him at a variety of events in Grand Island. Brent Grosskreitz, first pitch fastball, going to be just high to Melvin. And it'll be ball one. Rand Sanders is due next, and he is in the on-deck circle. Melvin, a lefty, fouls it away, strike one. One ball, one strike. Foul ball brought to you by Home Real Estate. See Amy Johnson or Teresa de Lafayette, your home real estate agents. Again, a big thank you to all of our sponsors making Carney Baseball a success here on ESPN in the first season. Over the top curve, ball took something off that changeup and swinging through it is Melvin for strike two, one and two. So Melvin hoping that he can put this one in play in his final at bat of his senior season. And he'll chop it short towards third. Casper waits, and there's nowhere to go. He didn't quite know what to do. That one was just chopped with so much topspin it didn't get out there to him. And an infield hit for Ryan Melvin, just his second of the season. So good for the young man for Grand Island. Melvin, Rand Sanders will now step in. Sanders singled in the third and then grounded out to short in the fifth. He is batting in the number nine hole here for Grand Island. Again, Mason Casper, five and two... Excuse me, five and two-thirds innings. He had just the one walk, struck out seven, hit two men, and now Brant Grosskreitz trying to finish it off. The pitch right down the pipe for called strike. One on a fastball to Sanders. 0-1. Brock Douglas would be next in the top of the order. He is at the top, DJ Pfeiffer, and on and on, as long as they can keep it going here in the top of the seventh. The pitch to Sanders. Strike two called. Rand's a little frustrated, and when you've pitched and then you don't get the calls when you're batting, it makes you a little more frustrated, and it's got to be disappointing. Grand Island got off to a good start, but just not going to end up their way. Grosskreitz has it chopped back towards second, picked up their Shires, over to Stroh one, back to first, not in time, uh, just beating it out. Will be Rand Sanders. But Carney did get the force out at second base, the first out of this seventh inning. And to the top of the order, Brock Douglas. He doubled and scored in the first. He singled in the third and then went out on strikes in the fifth inning. Brock, the junior, stands in there looking for one more hit here. As Sanders will take a short lead away from first. Nine to two, Carney, one out, one on, top of the seventh inning. And Grosskreitz out of the stretch. Fastball, strike one. All the pitchers have learned to bring it to the outside portion Maybe even a couple inches off the plate. Saw that on Saturday. You're going to get that a lot more than you will on the inside. The 0-1 pitch to Douglas. Fastball high. 1-1. Carney, I don't believe, has made any other defensive changes. Trying to check out there in left field. I believe that's still Hines out there for the Bearcats. McCarney's been able to use, I think, four different kids to courtesy run, too. The 1-1 pitch to Douglas. A touch high. Ball two. When we're done, we'll have the ESPN postgame show, all the final stats, chat with assistant coach Peyton Pocock, and talk about the rest of the scores today. 2-1 pitch to Douglas. He'll swing on it and pop it into short right field. Coming in, Foster settles under it, makes the catch. And the runner has to retreat. Sanders back to first. And Carney one out away from their first ever state tournament victory. First year of the program. First year as a district champ. 
First year as a state tournament qualifier. And D.J. Pfeiffer is going to be pinch hit for. Noah Halsey is in there. He was playing first base and defensively, so now he's in there to bat. So Halsey technically wouldn't have to report because he played in the field, but he will help everybody out there a little bit. And Halsey steps in. Another senior here for Coach Wells and the Islanders, like Melvin, hoping to get a base hit here, or at least put it in play. Pitch is swung on and fouled behind that a little bit. The lefty takes it out of play over the Grand Island dugout. 0-1. Carney 5 in the 3rd, 1 in the 5th, and 3 in the 6th. Grand Island 1 in the 1st and 1 in the 6th. Sanders over at 1st. They're not even holding on. If he wants to go, he will, and there he goes. Miller would have thrown it down there, but nobody covered. So just advancing down to second is Sanders. The pitch was called a strike, so it's 0-2. No balls, two strikes. Rand Sanders, one strike away from the first state tournament win here for Carney. And Brant Grosskreitz comes set, brings it home, and it's going to be outside. Ball two, two and two. Sanders at second. Halsey the batter. Caleb Kostler would be next as he stands on deck. He'd love to get one more at bat. It's been a rough day for him. 2-2 pitch now from Grosskreitz. Curveball called strike three, and Carney has won at the State High School Baseball Tournament. So the save opportunity wasn't quite there for Grosskreitz, but he comes in and takes care of the final inning in the third, and Mason Casper will pick up the win on the mound for Carney High. He'll go to 5-2 and two on the season, and it was Carney's time against Grand Island, and they'll meet again this summer at least a couple of times. But uh, for this year, every time that they faced off, Carney won it 4-0, and oh, two one-run victories, Last time in Grand Island, 5-2, to two, and here at the state tournament, a final score of Carney 9 and Grand Island 2. We will come back and take a look at the final stats, plus have a chat with assistant coach Peyton Pocock. Keep it here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Carney Baseball is brought to you in part by Biotest Plasma. How would you like to be compensated for becoming a superhero? Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney, is currently seeking superheroes. How do you become a superhero? By donating your life-saving plasma. Your plasma will be used to treat a variety of conditions, and when you become a plasma donor superhero, you're compensated for your time, up to $340 a month. Please visit us online at biotestplasma.com or stop by Biotest Plasma Center, one block south of Menards in Kearney. At Insurance Connection, we strive to make our clients feel like family. Looking for home, auto, life, or business insurance? We're here to help. With locations in Kearney, Gibbon, and Grand Island, our mission is to help you realize your dreams by providing the protection and peace of mind to power life's journey. Contact John, Ray, Jamie, or Jaylene at 308-237-0914 or insconnect.net. Stop in at 2615 2nd Avenue. Proud supporters of Kearney Baseball. Ten years of doing things the right way have led to a decade of trust between Buffalo Roofing and local homeowners benefiting from quality workmanship and products. From storm damage repair to updating the look of your home with new siding and gutters, Buffalo Roofing is proud of their outstanding service on every job. Trust the company that's built itself on trust. When it comes to roofing, siding, and gutters, local is best. 
Buffalo Roofing of Kearney, voted best of Kearney four years straight. Online at buffaloroofingne.com. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of the Kearney High baseball team and would like to wish all the athletes good luck. Strike three, you're out! Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer, business, and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Go Bearcats! And welcome back, high school baseball here on Central Nebraska's ESPN Radio Superstation. Doug Duda, along with our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, glad to have you along. And uh, coming up, we will talk with Carney assistant coach Peyton Pocock as he makes his way up here. But overall, the final numbers that we had for you Carney, nine runs, 12 hits. Two errors. They left eight men on over six innings worth of work because they didn't have to bat in the bottom of the seventh. For Grand Island, two runs, seven hits, the one Carney error, and six men left on base today for the Islanders. Mason Casper will get the win for Carney. He went five and two-thirds innings, gave up six hits, struck out seven, walked one, and hit two batters. Brant Grosskreitz goes one and a third innings, had one hit, struck out two in this baseball game. On the other side of the ledger, we have for Javier Cruz, two and a third innings. He gave up six hits. He struck out three in the baseball game. Uh, Cruz did hit a batter in the contest, and he gave up a couple of walks, which is what ended up uh, in that big third inning, having him uh, relieved in the game by Zach Kissick. Kissick then went two and a third innings. He struck out four. He gave up two hits uh, while he was in the baseball game. And then he gave up back-to-back walks with two outs in the fifth to be replaced by Rand Sanders, who came in one and a third innings. He did give up four hits, uh, including three there in the sixth inning. For Sanders, he was able to pick up one strikeout of the baseball game, and the number of walks for Sanders was two. So that's how the uh, three pitchers did today for Carney High and or for Grand Island against Carney High. Nine to two, the final score. Let's go ahead and take a look at the other scores that went on so far today in Class A. Millard South has advanced on to play Elkhorn South. Seven to one, Millard South over the number one seed Elkhorn South, and in B in an elimination game, it was Norris over Elkhorn Mount Michael by a score of five to four. So here's how the uh, championship bracket sets up at the moment, and we will start with Class A. Uh, Millard South getting the win, so they will play at seven o'clock tomorrow night at Haymarket Park against the winner of Bergen and Millard West. Elkhorn South will play the winner of Gretna Creighton Prep here at Sherman Field at 7 o'clock. Getting underway at 7 at Haymarket Park in the winner's bracket, Millard West, who'd been number one all season long till Kearney beat him in the district final. And they're going to play Fremont Archbishop Bergen. The loser of that game will play Kearney at 4 o'clock tomorrow here at Sherman Field in another elimination game on ESPN. And then you're looking at a to-be-announced game on Wednesday for the winner. It just depends who's all left in the fray here. In Class B, with a Norris uh, being... The winner over Elkhorn Mount Michael, then Elkhorn and Waverly will play tonight an elimination game at 7, and Hastings and Bennington play in the winner's bracket final at Warner Park at 7 on 12.30 a.m. KHAS pregame with Mike Will coming up here in about 15 minutes at 6.45. 
We'll be back and talk with Peyton Pocock and give you the final numbers offensively from today's game right after this on ESPN. Hi, I'm Rhonda Johnson, co-owner and realtor at Home Real Estate of Kearney. As a licensed realtor, I can see potential in a house, and I can help clients see it too. Our motto is, there's no place like home. And I enjoy seeing people envision their entire future in a beautiful home that they like. At Home Real Estate of Kearney, our personal touch and first-class help ensure that we are the best agents we can be. Our office phone is 308-234-1080, or our website is www.homecarney.com. Your home or business doesn't have a tarp during rain delays, so when you experience water damage, the only place to call is SeaTac Restoration in Kearney. Whether it's fire damage, storm damage, or even mold remediation, SeaTac is here to get it right. Each member of the SeaTac team shares a commitment to quality. SeaTac is also your home for custom flooring, whether that be hardwoods, laminates, vinyl, tile, or carpeting. Don't just foul off your restoration and flooring plans. Hit a home run with SeaTac at SeaTacRestoration.com. And welcome back to Sherman Field, where uh, Carney has won a lot of baseball games here. Grand Island's won a lot of baseball games here. It's just mostly been in the summer, and for the first time, Carney has won a state baseball game. And assistant coach Peyton Pocock has made his way up here. And coach, it's exciting. Uh, yeah, especially uh, playing Grand Island in a state tournament game. All game, all GI Carney games are special, but this one had a little extra to it, so it was a fun day. What was the atmosphere like down there today? I mean, again, we kind of talked with Arch in the pregame. Supposed to be at Haymarket. Everybody was looking forward to playing a game there, and there's still a chance if you win tomorrow to, to mm-hmm. go play at Haymarket. But everybody felt that. But yet, you look across, it's Kearney and Grand Island. You see some of the college guys from Kearney mm-hmm. and Grand Island setting up here. What was it actually like before the game and maybe there in the first inning? Uh, I think we came out, we maybe were a little nervous. I think came out, obviously, they got some guys on base there to start. We were a little bit timid, nervous, but uh, came out into that inning on a big note and. I think we started to loosen up. They started to realize it's just another Carney GI game. I mean, it's the fourth time we played them this year, and they're a very high-quality baseball team, and to beat them four times is something special. So it was a, I think it was a fun day all the way around. Talk about uh, where you were going into the bottom of the third. Javier Cruz was almost quick pitching. He was in such a groove out there mm-hmm. and uh, had made it through the lineup one time. And once again, then you get to that bottom of the order and uh, you see Trey Rodriguez come in there mm-hmm. and find a way. He rips it. And it, yes, it was misplayed a little bit out there in left field, mm-hmm. but it still goes down in a double and it just really got things going. The first five guys reach and they all score. Yeah, uh, he was kind of cruising there to start. Uh, no pun intended there. Um, and he, uh, like you said, he was quick pitching us. I think first time through the door, we didn't really know what to do with it. And then we kind of got back around and uh, we started to figure it out and slow him down a little bit and work on our time, not on his time. And then Trey kind of broke it open there with that double, like you said, and that kind of got our bats going a little bit. Big play there by center fielder Kean Wetling in Grand Island. Yeah. I mean, you guys have the bases loaded and nobody outs in the second. And uh, fly out to center, it looks like, I mean, you got a courtesy runner on. You mm-hmm. just kind of expect that he's going to be able to get in there. Uh, and and he made a, a great leap there. I believe it was Sam that was trying to come in yes. and score. And he had to do a flip. And uh, the umpire says he, he got him on the jersey. And it was just a great play. And you guys end up, bases loaded, nobody out, don't score. And then you kind of get it going in the third inning. And you're going, well, we got to make sure and scratch one across here. Uh, yeah, that play was huge, and props to Wetling out there. That was a spectacular catch, spectacular throw. Uh, Sam's got wheels, so, I mean, that was a, it was just great play all around. And I think after that, uh, like you said, I think it was the third inning when that happened, and then later on, like that next half, I think we got put up that five spot on him. So that was 
really big. Um, that kind of changed momentum, kind of like when you side with Trey and everything. So uh, that play obviously took some momentum away from us to start, and then we kind of gained it back here that next the next time we got back out there. Well, it's been quite a spring for everybody. The Carney Carney Catholic baseball is going. Both of the school's golf teams are going to state. Obviously, the boys' soccer team, undefeated season, went down to state. Mm-hmm. So a good vibe. Let's see how long you guys can keep playing. Tell me a little bit about pitching performance today from Mason. And then Brant really didn't struggle much uh, coming in today. He took care of business. Yeah, uh, both guys went out there and were awesome. Casper, uh, like I said, uh, first inning, maybe a little bit nervous. It couldn't really have his stuff. And then he settled it in, started to locate his fastball. Had a couple off-speed pitches in there to keep him off balance, and um, he did a great job. And Grosskreitz came in. He struggled a little bit Saturday against Elkhorn South. I think he threw around 29 pitches so he can come back. Uh, came out today, threw 15 maybe, and was spot on, hitting everything. And he kept him off balance with everything, was hitting his spots. And he that was very good, a very important outing for him, I think, to give him some confidence. Well, we talked with Arch about Trey in the pregame. Let's talk about Seth in the postgame here. I mean, the bunt single, he lays down a good one, and it happens to be so good he gets a he gets a base hit out of it. And that really is what got you going there in the second inning. It didn't produce but uh, because of the great play from center field. But he's three for three with a walk. He's got three RBIs. He scored twice. No mishaps out there in the field. Uh, he had as solid a game. And for as many struggles as he had, and even, even as Saturday ago in the districts, he might have been off up, down, but uh, it's so much better to see what he's been doing here in the last third of the season. Uh, yeah, definitely. He uh, struggled to start the year and kind of towards most of the year, actually, and uh, he's starting to, I think he's starting to get some confidence. I think he's comfortable with the position he's playing, and I think that's helping him at, at the plate. And when he starts to hit the ball hard, he, his confidence kind of skyrockets, and you can see what he can do with the bat. I mean, he burned a pretty good center fielder out there today for his last at-bat, and was uh, very productive at the plate. A uh, quick thought on uh, who you might play. Obviously, we know enough about Millard West, mm-hmm. or it could be Archbishop Bergen, a team that you tried to play and it just never worked out. Yeah, uh, we know that their top guy, I think they kind of did the same thing that we did with Carpenter, so we, I think their top guy will be available if they get the win, no matter what happens tomorrow. Um, and Millard West, obviously, we played, and we've seen how they've been here down the stretch. Uh, either way, I think it's going to be a great game. All right, buddy. We'll see you tomorrow afternoon. Appreciate Go it. have some fun. Thank you. That is Peyton Pocock, assistant coach here for the Kearney Bearcats, as they win it by a score of 9-2 to two offensively today uh, for Grand Island. Brock Douglas was 2-4 for four at the plate. He had two of their seven hits in the baseball game. Uh, you slide on down to uh, the rest of the offense here. A lot of guys with one hit in the game. Blake Lighting had a hit. Kean Wentling had a hit. Uh, pinch hitter Ryan Melvin had a hit. Rand Sanders had a hit in the baseball game. Uh, also, D.J. Pfeiffer. Uh, reached base three times today, but he was hit by pitches twice and reached on a fielder's choice. Javier Cruz singled in his last at-bat. And as we said for Carney, Seth Stroh was three for three today with a walk. Uh, Lane Shires ended up going uh, one for four today. Corbin Foster, he was 0 for three with a walk and scored. Uh, Braden Miller, he was three for four today. He had three singles. He drove in a run. His courtesy runner for him scored twice. Mason Casper, uh, he was one for two with two walks. One of those was a base and loaded walk, and he had a run because of that. He also scored twice with his courtesy runner. Uh, elsewhere today, uh, Jackson Worley uh, doubled in his last at bat, so he was one for three with a walk. Brent Grosskreitz had two hits today, two singles, two strikeouts. He was two for four. Trey Rodriguez doubled 
and walked and scored in the game today. Nine runs, 12 hits for Carney. Two errors on Grand Island, eight men left on. And again for Grand Island, two runs, seven hits, one Carney error, and six men left on. So be listening and paying attention tonight to see who wins the game between Millard West and uh, Archbishop Bergen, the loser of that, gets Carney here on ESPN tomorrow with our pregame at 3.40 and first pitch at 4 o'clock. For our producer engineer, Stacy Johns, I'm Doug Duda. Thanks for joining us, and don't forget, Hastings and Bennington in just about six minutes on 12.30 a.m. KHAS. Carney 2, Grand Island nothing. Or Grand Island 2, Carney 9, Grand Island 2. Have a good night. At Steinbrink Landscaping and Greenhouses in Kearney, our experienced landscape designers will help you take your ideas and dreams for your property and turn them into reality. Unleash your property's full potential by letting our team professionally design, install, and maintain your residential or commercial landscapes. We can help you transform your yard and garden into the envy of the neighborhood. Visit them online at steinbrink.com or stop by and talk to the experts at 2010 30th Avenue. Steinbrink Landscaping, locally grown, locally owned, and a proud sponsor of Kearney. High baseball. Starting a new construction or an existing renovation project can seem like a daunting task. A task best trusted to Duncan Tice Construction to design and coordinate virtually any residential or commercial project. Duncan Tice Construction features single source accountability, cost control, and faster completion. Make precision, professionalism, efficiency, and quality control part of your project. Find us at DuncanTiceConstruction.com. A proud sponsor of Carney Baseball in this broadcast. The preceding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit PlatteRiverPreps.com.